Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thursday night. Ouch, I bit my tongue. <laughs> That's a great start to the show. <laughs> Out of the gate, my mouth is off and running, and my tongue has a mind of its own. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Here, Thursday night, time to chill out and relax. I have been gone all week long. It's been a very crazy week, and uh, I am just glad. I just got home a few hours ago. I'm all chilled out now, and I just spend some time with you guys. I have been really looking forward to this. So welcome, welcome. It is going to be a fun night. We have some things to go over, but before we get started, I want to give you the number to call in if you would like to read tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read so, how have y'all been? How's your week been? <laughs> Announcements, things to go over. Let's get through that. Maybe I'm not as chilled out as I thought I was, right? That's because I bit my tongue. And it really hurts like that video. Charlie bit my finger and it really hurts and it still hurts. That's, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Anyway, so... I just want to let you guys know that I'm really excited about the positive responses we've been getting on our Blackout Summer Poetry Challenge, but I have not seen any posted yet, so I want to remind you that there are prizes involved. We'll be going over what that challenge is exactly in a little while. So again, a big shout out to all of my daily haiku posters. I've been gone, but I see that you have still been posting, and I look forward to reading all of them. And thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you that do post them on my page and who tag me. Please keep it up. I posted a number of poetry journals, uh, both print and online, both paid and unpaid, that are accepting submissions on my Facebook page, so go check them out, and I cannot tell if the links are actually showing up and working, so if one of you jump over there and start checking out those journals, let me know if you can see the links to get to the submission pages. There's some really fun ones over there. There's some new ones. The, there's a, a couple that are paid, and for those of you who, who uh, I'm real leery of paid submissions. You know, I don't want to have to pay to submit something to a journal. But, you know, keep in mind, there's a lot of them that use that to help cover publication costs, which are really important when you're doing a print journal. You know, that's not a cheap thing to do. Um, So, and sometimes they use the money that you use to submit with for prizes that they give out, which is cool. You know, that's okay. I'm leery of them a little bit, and you just want to make sure, because there's a lot of vanity publishers out there who will, especially you see this a lot in anthologies, where they'll tell you, um, you know, submit your poem, and immediately you get a thing saying, congratulations, your poem's been accepted. And then what they do is they actually accept every single poem out there, every single one they get, and they end up posting or publishing this great big giant 
anthology of poetry and then charged the people a lot of money to be able to get a copy of that anthology, even for their own their own, you know, library. So you just want to be careful of those. Those are definitely out there that they're doing they're just they're just money makers, vanity publishing. So, you know, kinda of do your research on that. If you're ever in question on one, you can shoot me a message and give me the link and I can look at it for you. But there's a lot of them on there that actually pay you for your submissions. And a lot of them that will, you know, if they publish your poem, you get a, a free copy of your of the journal that you're gonna be in, which I think is really cool. You know, it does cost money for them to do those journals and and all of that. So, you know, if I pu- if I uh, submit one to a publication and they give me a copy or two of the book that it's published, and I'm good with that. If they give me a check, it's even better. But you know, I'm I'm you know, that's my portion of the vanity thing. I just want to hold the book in my hand. <laughs> all right, so go over, check those out. A lot of them, there's a couple of them I put on there I think that are themed. They're really awesome. Some of them have deadlines coming up right away. The ones that are just accepting straight submissions uh, that has their submission dates on their pages. But the ones that are themed have a specific uh, that you have to have your poem in. So be sure to pay attention to that. All right? I want to let you know if you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can do that by emailing me or messaging me on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And we can uh, tell me what you want to put together, and we can get that set up. I can give you all the details on how that's done. You can pre-record. I can help you pre-record through a conference call, or you can do it live, whatever you want. Just let me know what you want to put together, and we will figure it out. All righty, so the next thing that I want to do is thank our sponsors, those people who reached in their pockets this year and helped contribute towards our 2022 broadcasting license. And we've been on the air for 15 years. Do you ever get to hear it tired of me hearing? You guys should understand how like incredibly cool that really is that we've been on the air this long. Been on the air for 15 years, and... Um, for probably half of those years, uh, the community has stepped up and started helping me cover our broadcasting license, and it's much appreciated because, you know, with the, the way of the world, actually, it, if it was not for help from our community, I would not be able to keep doing this on my own. I couldn't carry it on my own anymore. So, you know, because of the fees raising and all this other stuff. So, you know, it's really important to let these people know you appreciate them and let them, you know, understand what a big deal it is, you know, what they were able to contribute being doing that because we would not be here. We literally would not be here were it not for these people and for the support this community gets, the people that call in, the people that listen, the people who sponsor, and we're all a part of this big magic place together, and I'm so proud of you guys. Anyway, so make sure you send out loves and loves and cuddles to our 2022 Sponsors who help contribute towards our broadcasting license, and those are, I was hoping I could get, grab a sip of water, <laughs> but it didn't work. I was trying to trying to do dramatic pauses, but yeah, I, my face doesn't know how to do that. All right, our sponsors are Karen DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, uh, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, 
Laurie Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. And I want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man Kays, the Appalachian poet Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate you so, so much. Now, do you know what time it is? Yeah. <laughs> Inspiration from the Inkwell, a mini workshop. All right. So remember, as I go through this, uh, the workshop portion of our show, if you don't get everything written down, worry not. You can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever it is that you happen to miss. All right? Now, we are not going to be doing a form challenge tonight as we're doing a little bit more with our prompts this week. Okay? So we're going to jump right into our prompts. So what I need you to do is grab a paper and a pencil, your journal, your notebook, whatever it is you are writing in. I want you to number your paper 1 through 15. Okay? Now, remember as I give these prompts, prompts are like seeds planted, all right? They are meant to grow into poems. You can use the prompt as the title of your poem or a line in your poem or the general concept of the poem. All right, and beyond this, what you do with them is entirely up to you. So again, number your paper 1 through 15. And this week, all the prompts, you know, usually I will try to link them together in some far-off galaxy of familiarness so that they can be used, and you'll understand that later, you know, you can use all 12 prompts in one poem, and so I try to make them loosely connected to where it may not, you know, it's not going to take you doing, you know, yoga poses that you need Vaseline to get out of um, to fit these into a story together or a poem together. So, But this week, they're very much related. And the reason being is, as I said, I've been gone this week, and I went and spent some time with my, with my son. And on the drive there, I go through this little town called Banks, Oregon. And it's still just a little tiny one-road town. And I've got a picture of my great-grandma Laura on a horse, on the sandy farm that they had just moved onto, the property they had just bought from when they moved from the Can- from Kansas the Kansas Plains to Oregon to Homestead. And so they're on the sandy farm, and it's all covered with trees. Can you imagine what that would have been like back in those days? You come out and you find, you know, oh, I bought land in Oregon, and you get out here and you see this, all this underbrush and trees and ferns, and, you know, you can't, you can't, park your car on the side of the road and take a walk here. You literally have to, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's literally a rainforest. You have to have a machete to get through the undergrowth. And I mean, there's ferns here taller than I am. I'm only 5'1", but still, that's a pretty tall fern. You know, any of you know what Queen's, uh, Queen Anne's lace is? There's Queen Anne lace flowers taller than me. You know, so... You know, I, I think about them, and they brought a covered wagon. Not that it was covered wagon days when they got here. It was the late 1800s, early 1900s. I forget the exact date. But they came in a covered wagon because they bought one secondhand because that's all they could afford to come in. And it was my great-grandma, 
Laura, and my great-grandpa Clifford, and there's seven kids that moved from Kansas all the way here to Oregon and homesteaded. And, you know, slowly I'm putting pieces of my family's story together. And so driving through the little town of Banks where my great-grandma and grandpa homesteaded is kind of cool. You know, and then I think getting, I get all, you know, it's a beautiful summer day and I get all nostalgic and think about all the memories and stories and watermelon and, you know, start thinking about our our elders, you know, the people who made us, you know, I start thinking about where we, where we came from, you know, all the fingerprints of the people who molded the people who molded us, you know, all of those fingerprints are still part of who we are. And I know this because I yell at my kids using the same phrases that my grandma did. And the other day, my son walked up to me and he says, Mom, I bet you dollar to donuts. And it just made me start laughing. I was so delighted because that was something that my great-grandpa used to say. And obviously, my grandma picked it up from him. My mom picked it up from her. I picked it up from my mom. My kids picked it up from me. So that fingerprint has gone, what, five generations now? You know, those of you who wonder if we can live forever, that should answer that question. <laughs> you know, so all of the things that make us who we are, all the fingerprints that molded us into who we are. And that stuff fascinates me. History, I am the biggest history nerd you ever want to meet. So I want to hear those stories. I want to have answers to those questions. So we're going to be doing this week, we're going to be working on something very nostalgic. And I may make this another project, I'm not sure. Because this isn't something you can just rush through. You know, unless you're very fortunate and know your family history. Which my mom's a butt face and is not a good person. And I can get nothing out of her on my family history. That's a closed door. So I don't know what it is. You know, the bits and pieces, I'm, you know, thank goodness for the Internet because I wouldn't be able to find anything, you know, even being able to find relatives I could reach out to and ask them questions or, you know, see if they've got pictures. So this isn't something you can just say, oh, I'm going to jump in and do that. You know, you may have to do a little bit of research, and that's okay. You know, when I give you these prompts every week, they don't necessarily have to be done this week and be in by next Thursday. Once I throw a prompt out there in the world, you can do with it what you like, literally. You know, you can write them down in a piece of paper. What if you're going through one of your journals you wrote two years ago and see a prompt that I gave two years ago written down, and it didn't mean nothing to you then, but all of a sudden today, it sparks up something. You know, so I don't care when you write to them. It's just shared inspiration. And that's what the funnest part of this is for me. All right. So take your time working on these. You know, if any of you are lucky enough to have your grandparents or even your parents still around, and you can sit down and talk to them, ask them questions. You know them as your your grandma. You know them as mommy. You know them as daddy. But who are they in their human form? You know, if we stop looking at, at them as a parent or a grandparent, how well do you know them as a person? How much do you really know about them? From simple things like their favorite color to, you know, their school, what it was like when they were in school, or how did they meet? 
I was talking to Christopher the other day and asked him how his uh, mom and dad met, and he has no clue. How can you not have a, you know, how can that question never been asked? You know, I look back at my great-grandparents, and I look back at my grandparents, and I would give anything in the world to be able to sit with them for five minutes and just start asking, getting as many questions and as many stories as I could. And so I urge you not to overlook that resource, both for your own family history and knowing who you are and where you came from and why your fingerprints are like you are. they are. Why do you do the things you do? It all comes from these fingerprints. So take advantage of that. Don't let that opportunity to spend time with these people and get those questions answered and asked go by and then it'll be too late and no one will have those stories anymore. All right, so, wow, that was a tangent. <laughs> Prompts, number your paper, 1 through 15. I'm going to run through these really quick. They're all going to have very much a nostalgia theme to them. All right, so number one, stories my grandpa told. Number two, gingham tablecloth. Number three, the homestead. Number four, secrets the barn keeps. Secrets the barn keeps. Five, old photographs with no names. Six, screen door slamming. Number seven, down at Mill Creek. Everybody has a Mill Creek, don't they? I mean, everywhere you go, there's Mill Creek. Down at Mill Creek. Eight. Around the dinner table. Around the dinner table. Nine. When I was a kid. When I was a kid. Ten. This old hunting knife. This old hunting knife. Number 11, things they kept hidden. And number 12, the apple tree. Number 13, like my grandma taught me. 14, the generations I see in my face. And 15, what our children will never know what our children will never know. So there you go. Those are your 15 nostalgia prompts for the week. You can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts, or you can use all of the lines in one poem. This week, that should not be very difficult. You know, and you know, doing that is just being able to play with words. If you decide that you don't want to write a poem and you want to write a story, I highly encourage you to do that. You don't have to write a poem every time you sit down. You just have to write. So sometimes doing a free write or writing these stories really gives us a lot of freedoms and liberties we don't afford ourselves as poets. It's kind of like taking the girdle off and just hanging around in, you know, your boxers and sitting with a fan on and notebook and your old clackety-clack typewriter and whatever. I don't know why I'm even talking about it. So anyway, there you go. Those are your prompts. Now, we are going to do your writing exercise for the week. And with your writing exercise, we are going to be using the same 15 prompts that I just gave you. 
All right. So before you sit down and start writing anything to those 15 prompts, you'll do your writing exercise first, which is called dun, 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 take apart a prompt. Now, this exercise is designed to let you know that what you do with the pro, uh, prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you do write to it. It helps you get away from those typical first knee-jerk reactions that we nat- that naturally pull us in. You know, don't write the same poem as everyone else. Explore and find different and unique ideas inside you. All right. So, to start this, before you begin writing poems to the prompts I just gave you, I would first like you to open your journals to a clean page, and starting the top. From this week's list, I want you to write down the first prompt. Then, instead of writing a poem to it yet, I would like you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. And that will be really fun and interesting because these are such uh, specific prompts this week. But I want you to write down at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. All right? And really expose all the directions you can take the prompt, all the different meanings it could have, how you can twist it and turn it and bend it into something different, all right? So when you're done with the first prompt, I want you to move on to the next, and then on down the list till you have written at least six ideas, four poems that you could write to each of the 12 prompts. And I guarantee you, you will not make it to the end of this exercise without an idea running away with you and having it be something pretty special and unique at that. So once again, these are your 12 prompts you will be writing to and also using in your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. You ready? One, stories my grandpa told. Two, gingham tablecloth. Three, the homestead. Four, secrets the barn keeps. Five, old photographs with no names. Six, screen door slamming. 7. Down at Mill Creek 8. Around the dinner table 9. When I was a kid 10. This old hunting knife 11. Things they kept hidden 12. The apple tree 13. Like my grandma taught me 14. The generations I see in my face and 15. What our children will never know. And there you go. Have fun with those. So as I mentioned, guys, at the opening of the show, uh, here's the information on the Blackout Poetry Summer Project we're working on. Uh, There is a post on my page about this. I'll try to bump it up in case you missed it when I posted it. We're going to be working on this project all summer, I think, unless I don't start getting some posts on my pages, and then I'm just going to pull it and we'll do something different because I want to, just like the haikus that I get to see every day, I'm greedy. I want to, I want to see, see the stuffs. <laughs> All right, so anyway, remember, we are going to be having prizes. Prizes, prizes, prizes will be giving, being given out. All right? So it doesn't matter if you, if you do one of these blackout poems and you post it on my page, or if you don't want the whole world to see it and you just want to send it to me in a message, that's fine. That'll work. All right. And every time you do that, it gets your name in the drawing for the prize. So keep that in mind. For those of you who have not heard of Blackout Poetry before, Blackout Poetry is create, uh, created when a poet 
takes a found document, traditionally like a newspaper, a book page, a magazine, and crosses out the majority of the existing text, leaving visible only the words that comprise the poem. uh, In doing this, okay, they are creating entirely new work of literature from the one that existed before. So it's something brand new, just using all the words on the pages. All right. So to make this kind of more fun, so what you'll do is you use, like you'll use a, a black marker and cross out all the words you don't want to use, only leaving the words you do want to show. And what makes it kind of cool and fun and a challenge too is that obviously you have to keep them in the same order that they show up on the page. It's a really fun challenge to do these, and and it's really cool. So if you haven't tried it yet, I highly recommend that you do. All right. And one of the things, one of the added elements to this, which makes it really fun, is how you black out those words is entirely up to you. This is very much a visual form of poetry. So if you are writing a poem about a broken heart, how can you arrange your black space to perhaps show that broken heart by the way you black out everything else? Or how can you use the blacked out parts to create an image of, of that will represent your poem or a design or a shape, whatever it is you want to do? And if you, if you can't get what I'm talking about, if you Google blackout poetry and go to images, it, you'll be able to see some of them and it'll do a much better, <laughs> much better job explaining than what I'm doing. All right, so... Keep in mind that we're doing this. I want you to work on that. I want to see them. That would make me very, very happy to put this all in a nutshell for you. I'm going to post the guidelines on my page again when we get done. But basically, you find a page and you scan it for all the meaningful meaningful words. And the best thing I've always found to do is to, I'll take a pencil and circle lightly in pencil all of the phrases that I like or I write them down on a piece of paper or I make a Xerox copy of the page. Xerox, God, I wonder where in the hell did that word come from? Uh, make a scan of the page, all right? And then I've got worksheets I can work on. I can scribble on it and if I don't like it, I can throw it away and grab another one and go from there and change it until I've got you know what I need worked out. So lightly circle in pencil or whatever way you want to do all the phrases that you like. And then once you have those, then you can start looking down the page for additional words or phrases that you need to add or eliminate to finish the poem off and make it make sense. And then black out the words that you're not going to use and create any design or illustration to finish your poem. Right, so that's it in a nutshell. Love to be able to see some of those. Create them, have fun, show them to me. Remember, as food for our creative souls, And for our practice in writer's discipline, we have been focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading, and I expect you all to repeat this along with me because we should all know it now. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. You are what you eat. That applies to what you feed your brain as well. All right? If you don't have input, how are you going to think of anything to output? All right? So for our writer's discipline... And the reason that writer's block does not exist, and I will go up against anyone on this and prove them wrong every time and make them a better writer because of it, 
right? Writer's block does not exist. This is one of the things you can do to prove that to yourself. And for a plethora of other reasons, but I'm not going to get into it because I talk too much. I should work in radio. But every day I want you to go out and I want you to write a haiku poem. A haiku is three lines with a five, seven, five syllable count. So go out every single day, look around the world, pay attention to things around you, and find your 17 syllables. And all your rushing, rushing, pause for a moment and find them. And jot it down on a piece of paper. You should always have paper and pencil with you. And if your count isn't perfect, it doesn't matter. You can clean it up later. The important thing, the important thing is to just write it down when it enters your brain every day. 17 syllables, that's all I'm asking. All right, so poets, that is it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell and Mini Workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast and dot down anything that you missed. All right, we are going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with an audio track from one of our poets. If you're interested in having your piece played on the show, you can email those to me at the, T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com or you can message them to me on my Facebook page. And again, if you're not on my contacts list, I'm under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message and uh, send me those Send me those tracks and we'll play them for the world. The one that I picked out, we've played before, but we haven't played it in a long time. And I really love, I really love this poem. And I think part of it is because where she talks about, you know, there'll never be a, a the, the girl president if no girl wants to be one, type of thing. And it really makes me think about in this day and age and everything going on in the world, how important it is that each and every one of us believe these things. You know, we can't be something if we don't picture ourselves doing it. And that goes for anything. But anyway, so that's kind of the reason I picked out this one tonight. I absolutely love this piece. It's by Dilemma, and it's called What If a Black Girl Knew? Here you go. What If a Black Girl Knew? That she would be desired by others only if she desired herself. That beauty is not a shade but a mindset, and the best indicator of it is self-confidence. As I talk some sense, insert here confidence. What if a black girl knew that her lips were plump and beautiful, that she does not need to hold them in, make them thin, does not need to rely on Kylie Jenner to make her lips an attainable thing? What if a black girl knew that there is no such thing as a perfect nose because the nose isn't meant to be perfect it's meant to help you breathe and if you can breathe black girl you've succeeded so what if a black girl knew that to be ratchet is a culture defined by the black goddesses whose weave could be any color and whose speech could be any kind of cross from slang to misplaced grammar such creativity so what does it matter miley cyrus does not need to twerk to generate praise for our culture. But what if a black girl knew, not to be bitter, that her father, like her sons, were raised by black hands, and you see in your father what you eventually see in your man, 
For the molding of your father came from similar hands. So if bitter is the sculptor, then how sweet can be the man? If bitter is the black girl, then how sweet can be our clan? What if a black girl knew that her rubies were hidden in the sand? What if a black girl knew that her hair too was like finely refined wool? And not a fiber of her hair was the opposite of cool, but it reflects on the outside, the struggle on the inside, where natural meets the straightness that we take to our hatred, hatred for ourselves that we project upon each other. But what if a black girl knew that history recorded her as the most sought after, that her bosoms were like raindrops that wouldn't dry after, that her body was a magnet to worldwide wonder, and the jealousy was so great that it polluted the perception of a black girl until a thousand years later. Now what if a black girl knew that she was that same creature that drove slave masters from wicked hate right down to love by the curves in her figure? Eight, but that figure, eight billion dollar figures in the bank account of that Coke bottle corporation launched by the shape of that same figure. Eight, figure out black girl, figure out. The figures match. The years of social degrading delivered to the black girl's demise. Check your figures, media ratings, 1,000 Caucasians on the red carpet, only two black girls make the cut. And they wonder why we can't grow. Let me guess, because there are more dark girls than Lupita Riongo. But what if a black girl knew? The life is what you make of it, and opportunities are what you take from it. And there will be no female black president if no black girl wants to become it. What if a black girl knew not to be victim, not to be Pacquiao, but to be Floyd because this Mayweather leaves sun rays on our lawn? What if a black girl stopped waiting for the defeat to spring from our floors? What if a black girl knew that she would no longer take the abusive relationship between her and the media, but decided to make wedding bands between her and her mirror? What if a black girl knew that change is possible and greatness is personal and though it is black girls at the bottom of the social totem pole pressure makes diamonds so it's time black girls to make your diamonds glow what if a black girl knew 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 it's not an incredible piece i love it all right, guys, you know what time it is now? It is time for you, and I think that deserves a drum roll as well. All right, so this is what you can expect if you're on hold tonight. First of all, the number to call in, I should give you that. The number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. All right, you can also call in that number and just listen in if you would like to just listen in on your phone and you don't press one and then I don't unmute you and you can just listen on the go. Pretty handy, eh? All right. Remember that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 718 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code for me to bring you on. When I do bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's vitally important that your name is attached to your work and that people know who's reading. You are literally verbally publishing your poem tonight. Remember I said we had 15 years on the air? That means there's 15 years 
worth of archived shows. And anybody can go back and pull up any show from the last 15 years, and they could hear someone reading, but they never mentioned who they were. And who knows? You don't want that to be your poem. So make sure you introduce yourself. Very, very important. You want people to know who's reading, and you want your name attached to your work. Right now, we actually have, our our lines are pretty full right now, but we can still, we're going to, um, you can still read two poems. Don't make them super long ones, just make them normal length poems and you'll be fine. Two poems to start out. If the lines get too much busier tonight, I may need to cut you back to just one. If that happens on your turn, I apologize. And uh, But right now you're good to go for two and I'll let you know if that changes. When you are done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important for people to be able to come find you, those who are inspired by you and those who can be inspiring to you. It's important that you develop that that creative network, your own personal creative network of like-minded peoples. All right, so make sure you give out your URL. Very important. Then remember, we have a mature rating. That means you're going to hear just about anything on the show tonight, with the exception of hardcore erotica, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. You know where that line is on the envelope. Don't push it past. And did that make sense? It made sense, kind of. Anyway, you know where the line is. Don't push it. And from that, we're good to go. All right, so I am going to go ahead and grab our first caller, which I said, and I'm so, you know, it's really funny because I was thinking about this caller today and hoping that I was going to, you know, think, okay, it's about time for me probably to poke them a little and let them, and then boom, it's like I'm psychic or, or I have like these these secret superpowers that, you know, float, go ooh, across the things and, and uh I see you in chat, Jimmy. <laughs> I play yours more than anybody. <laughs> we love you. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and bring 718 on the air. You guys don't have to poke me. I see you. I'm gonna. I'm hiding chat. I'm putting my hand over it so I can't see you guys while I'm trying to talk. 718, you're on the air. <laughs> Hello, Nyla. It's Jim Hart. How are you? I am doing awesome, Jim. How are you? Okay. <clears throat> I was literally thinking about you when I was driving home today, and... And you didn't crash. That's amazing. I didn't crash, no. <laughs> I think maybe it was all the nostalgia stuff that, you know, the the very, you know, I don't know. I think maybe it was that singing all that stuff, which is what made me think about you. And I'm thinking about coming home and doing... It's like, you know, where the heck's Jim? So, yeah, I'm glad you called in. Oh, My thank you. powers worked. Yes, they did. I, I, I heard you. <laughs> that is very uh, my, good. My first poem is Calling Home. He lets the phone ring, knowing his father is dead and his mother now must work. Even the big black dog is gone, though he would not have bothered to answer it anyway. The rattle of the Sea Beach Coney Island bound subway cars fill the empty house with the echo of a thousand screamed at memories and the boyhood fights of four brothers come to crystal clarity as the no voice coming back to him receiver shakes a little in his hand. Still, he does not hang up, 
as a calm comes over him. And a small laugh begins to take shape in the distant corners of his mind, like a 2 a.m. dream just before midnight. Some ancient rules of the house come forward, like nights for TV. Is Joe's night. He picks what we watch. Or his favorite, if there is a piece of cake to be divided in two, one brother cuts it and the other gets his pick. This was the true origin of microsurgery. Micrometer perfect eight-year-olds smiling in exact atom-splitting perfection. Really a great rule, this one. He lets the phone ring, hanging up only when all memories are exhausted, performing his ritual once a week, disappointed only when an occasionally visiting brother happens to pick it up. End piece. Now, can you see why I was thinking about you when I was thinking about all the nostalgic poetry? Thank you. You know, I had to laugh when uh, you were talking about the cutting the cake and how, you know, the one cuts and the other one gets to pick first. And I'm thinking that would have been such a great rule. I mean, that really is the best rule ever. Oh, it it was, you know, I was eight years old, blind in one eye, and I could still find the center. <laughs> you could have done it the way my mom did it. My mom had a completely different rule, and that was she would have a candy bar we had to share. And so she would break it in half, and if one half was bigger, she'd take a bite out of it to make them even. Well, that'll work, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't bite my candy bar. <laughs> well, you take the half that wasn't bitten. That's true. All right. Do you have another one for us, hon? Yeah. This is a, <clears throat> a short one. The sound of no brakes stopping. She pushes her baby carriage into the street before her like a miner's canary fluttering out danger. It's a black carriage on a 2 a.m. dimly lit street. And the baby boy, two months young, does not keel over as gently as the tiny caged bird. Wow. This is why I miss you. How many years have I been reading your poetry? Probably probably before I started doing this show. Wow, that's, that's a long time. I know. Makes me feel so old. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I feel old. <laughs> You're just fine. I've seen pictures. This, All right, Jim. This, this, this poem tried. actually got to me because... Uh, I don't. I, I live in Brooklyn, and it, it's extremely. You know, I mean, it's like every minute of the day is rush hour, and nobody thinks to pull the carriage behind them. That's men and women. They push the carriage out first, as if it was some kind of suicidal stroller or something. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I, I just don't get it. You know, but. Such as the thing poems are made of. You need to write that one down. You're going to use that somewhere. Suicidal straw. You know, I I still think your your best prompt was the uh, yoga position that you need olive oil to get out of. <laughs>
I don't even know what I remember what I was talking about. I remember saying that, but I don't even remember what I was talking about now. And it's kind of like, you know, maybe this isn't really the best analogy to use. Well, I thought it was pretty good, actually. <laughs> well, I, I am Jim Hart. You can find me on Facebook. And you, I have three poetry collections and three noir detective novels on Amazon.com. And as as always, I thank you for allowing me to come on. Well, it is absolutely our pleasure to have you here, and I'm really glad that you made time to be on tonight. And I was thinking of you, and and here you are. So that is a gift for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. All right. Our next caller is going to come from area code... 731. I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup so you kind of have an idea of where you are. We have area code 731 followed by 216 followed by 717. So let's go ahead and grab 731. Mr. Michael Todd, are you with me? Yes, ma'am. This is Michael Todd calling in from West Tennessee. It's wonderful to hear your voice. I'm glad you had a great trip. I love your nostalgia. Your nostalgia is good. It's genuine. It's sincere and it's great, but if your if your granddaddy said dollars to donuts, you're dreaming. It was dimes to donuts back then. Uh, Trust me, it was I was dollars, there. Dollar to donuts that you were there. <laughs> dollar to donuts is uh, is what I what I got from them, and that's what they said. So you you can't Must sit and tell me my grandpa was wrong. We'll we'll go we'll go cut the fist <laughs> on that one. <laughs> we'll be mud wrestling, just, baby. I was just remembering mine. I, I've been. I spent a lot of time in the 1930s in the last few days. It's fun to tra- time travel like that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything, everything about me is in a reminiscing state. I'm. You know, I told you, told you several times. I'm going through my <clears throat> early writings, and I'm I'm putting them all together for my kids so they can sell them and make a lot of money after I'm dead and gone. <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's so bad. funny That's you still... say that because it's like my kids, I made the mistake, I'm going to tell a really fast story, guys, I'm sorry. I made this mistake of picking my son up at the airport with one of his friends and they were coming here to see a football game, right? And mm-hmm. the way I used to learn the poetry I did when I was on stage was I would make a recording of it and then I would play it in the car on a CD and speak along with it. It's almost like hearing a song on the radio and memorizing it. That's one of the tools I use to help me learn a piece. And so I would be really, really comfortable with it. So I picked them up at the airport, jump in the car, the radio comes on, the CD's playing, and it was one of my erotic pieces. And I think my son was more horrified than I could ever even even understand. Even going on Oprah would not explain to me how horrified my son was or the grin on his friend's face. So, yeah, why did I tell you that story? I don't know. I remember the first time I heard those recordings you're talking about. Hell, I haven't missed a show since. <laughs> I love you so much. Mm. All anyway. right, my dear. Save me. What? 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 What did you bring tonight? <laughs> I'm just. I'm just looking at them as I'm printing them off. This right here is something I did in 2012, which for some reason just seems like the other day, but it's 10 years ago. It's more. It's one of the modern ones. 
this I entitled this <clears throat> This Should Have Been My First Blog. This should have been my first blog. Should have gone something like this. Hey, first blog posting here on MySpace. Seen a lot of these and I thought I would give it a try. Looks like fun. So uh well, that's all I have. That would have been great. A couple of my friends might have shown up and said, cool, great job. As it was, I blew my opportunity. Like an idiot, I wrote a real story about real friends with a twist at the close. Then all those people came and made substantive comments, and the end result was I missed my chance to just goof around like all the other novice bloggers of the mid-audies. I skipped my Wonder Bread years. I passed on college and went straight into the workplace. If I would known then what I know now, I might have just posted one of those ask-me-any-question blogs. All the questions would have been light fair. That would have been harmless. Maybe I could have just posted a YouTube video of a popular song of the day and left it at that as I impressed with my cutting-edge knowledge of music, featuring a track that was just then starting to appear on MySpace single song music players. I could have posted a picture, maybe one of those whimsical emo images in an attempt to impress the girls, or maybe a picture of me catching a largemouth bass, which might have secured a couple of attaboys from the guys. But hindsight's twenty twenty, so they say. The die was cast. Fate and destiny had me in their sights, locked and loaded, I was never any good at playing what if, so no use taking that approach today, but still I cannot help but wonder, had I taken a more subtle approach, where would I be now? Would I have arrived at the same place? You can still ask me any question. You always could. In peace. Wow. That was absolutely that was phenomenal. I use that word with you a lot, don't I? I don't know. I think I need to think of a better word. Or a new word. Okay. Stupendous. Try that on me. Stupendous. How about that? Okay. <laughs> I kind of like it. I kind of like it when you go, say what? Say what? <laughs> say what? I must do that a lot because I get that all the time. People laugh and they'll look at each other and say, say what? (laughs) Say what? Okay. So what's your second poem, love? My second one, this is when I was in some kind of contest where all these people were throwing topics out. and I spent five days writing poems, averaging three or four a day, and none of them were short. I had no idea what the challenge word or anything was. But uh, anyway, this is called Trip to the Car Show. We took a family trip. You might call it a family vacation. The wife and I, as well as our two teenage sons, toured the nation. The Southwest was our desired destination. Today we were in Texas. Asked around about what to do. Dallas knows how to treat tourists. Of all the options put before us, a car show drew the greatest attention. We got directions and after dinner made our way to the industry's best. 
bought our tickets, went inside where we were greeted, guests of honor. Not long into the resume, I soon realized what this was going to be. We made our way to a special type of show. What type, I was not sure. I saw the sign when we came in, but was not familiar with the lowrider tour. What was on display, a group of old cars restored to look better than new, and beside each of them, a celebrity of sorts, sometimes even two. Miss Izza, the urban sensation, fresh from a recording session with Fat Joe. She was there as a model for one of the entries, looking ever so good to go. She really should have entered Are You That Girl that was hosted by TLC, running the 1936 Ford truck, Trakita Loka. She was all that a model should be. Next on display was Mariessa from the Bay Area in Northern California. This 22-year-old knockout had just become their model search winner. You can bet that autograph will bank for us, as she will no doubt be a star. She was fronting a 1951 Chevrolet hardtop. This bomb was a classic car. When we stepped to the aisle, my wife said to me, this was not what she planned. These girls are so, well, you know, I understand where you're coming from, as you're a man. But what are the boys just now in their teens? What effect will this have on them? I said at worst it might lead to a healthy obsession. Nothing permanent, only whims. When we caught up with the boys, they were taking pictures with the Texas hotties. Good thing both had cell phones of their own. Stand straight, lean forward, say cheese. Must have been a half dozen of them flaunting, I suppose, but that wasn't that well endowed. Oh, yeah, there was a 62 Impala there, which is where the girls sat when allowed. Not sure why the little woman lost her cool, but she did, and we had to be on our way. As we made our way to the exit, we passed Carla Harvey. She said, have a nice day. Once in our car, my wife said, maybe by chance she overreacted a little, and that's all. And the boy said, Mom, you should get a pair of those platform shoes and be super hot model tall. End poem. <laughs> You know, no one has to teach you a thing about nostalgia or slice of life writing. You're a master of that. That was incredible. I loved that. I loved that. I've been to my share of car shows in the day, and, you know, the, the girls and, you know, the whole I – I can just imagine. I can, was right there walking right along with you. That was incredible. That was a fun one to research. <laughs> was it real life research? No, gosh, no. No. I mean, is that no, is that no. a true story? No. No, I have never been to a low rider event in my life. No. Mm-mm. Can I pretend like it's a true story? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> oh, those were fantastic, Mike. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Do me a favor, tell everybody how they can show you some love, please. You can find me at miketod.blogspot. Is that what you call it? .com. miketod.blogspot. That's it. M-Y-K-E. I do have a blog spot over there. And it's got <laughs> 34 of my poems. 34. Very cool. All right, go check them out, you guys. 
Michael, thank you for being so amazing and for sharing those tonight. They were Thanks for phenomenal. your time. This time until next time. So long. Good night, sweetheart. Bye. Our next caller is dun dun dun. My mommy. Mama Oladeji. Two one six, you are on the air. Yes, this is your mommy who loves you very much. And, and I am the daughter who loves you very much. So, Fred Saint ain't no robbery. What is Maggie saying? I'm saying he wrote a beautiful poem. Oh, she's talking about she can't come on tonight. I want you to hear this poem Maggie wrote. Anyway, so I just just got me tonight and not Maggie. So, I wrote a poem from a prompt. And so I'm going to do the poem that I wrote from the prompt. I haven't written anything new lately, and I'm just going to do that. Is that okay? Yes, please. Oh, right. It's called, Your Thrill Gives Me Still. And it goes like this. That old song, the one they talk about when the thrill is gone. It's all wrong. Because when the thrill gives you chills, it's just an old song. But how many get gone when the thrill is gone? See, I will stay anyway, even though it seems your kiss no longer is the kiss of bliss. But I can tell you this, many have left when the thrill has left, and they thought it was nothing left. When I remember how it feels to be thrilled and chilled from your creative appeal, I can steal a moment from the past. So we can make this love last. When I think of the past, I remember those chills. And I know how it feels to shudder with delight and snuggle up and get warm from your essence, the essence of your charm. So when the ice melts, I remember how it felt to be caressed and possessed by your adorning touch. So they played that old song. When the thrill is gone. But it's not gone for long and I stay. I don't stray. I stay and wait for the thrill to return, and I learn that when the thrill gives you chills, it never really leaves. It's just in the corner doing push-ups. When the thrill of loving you and you loving me,
I wait anxiously and patiently for the next free flow stream of my heavenly Milky Way. Because when the thrill is gone, I'm going to stay and wait. I love the music too. Oh, that's BB King. Mhm. Hey, are I you gonna do two to tonight, or just the one? I could do it. I could do another one. You, if you've got another short one, I would like you to do the other one because you can still do two. Okay. I'll just do a short one from 2012. From stone to bone to hieroglyphs to alphabet, images and letters, from the tablets to the printing press, from skin to leaves, stamps, seals, and indigo, lead, pencils, ink, or charcoal. I am a scribe. I have to write. I was assigned to this job, so it must be completed. Now is my time to record in the Book of Life. Never to be deleted. I am a poet, respected or rejected. Burning words like incense from now in time. Since the rocks of ages read my pages, the wisdom of the sages. I'm old, but up to date. Holding secrets in my memory bank like an old computer with a crucial update. I am a scribe. I have to write. What comes up must come out. I scribe the words that come out of my mouth. That's that piece. That was incredible. <laughs> Made me want to go out and it's like po- start poking around the pyramids and looking for all the esoteric languages in the world and... <laughs> <laughs> so happy to hear your voice. I don't know what to do. So, I'm so happy to hear your voice. I've missed yeah, you. You've been been gone a little bit. Well, not that much. Just last week because I forgot. That's a <laughs> long time. Yeah, I didn't even know that um, that I had forgotten. To, I didn't even know it was Thursday. That's how bad it, my memory is getting. But um, all's well that ends well. I'm still here. <laughs> You're still here. And I still love you. I love you too, Mama. Thank you for being here tonight and sharing. It means so much to me. Thank you. I'm going to do a pop too. I'm going to come over there on that page and see what the, that blackout thing is about because uh, I just found something on my computer that I could probably use to do that exercise oh, awesome. for you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, that works for me. Awesome. All right. All right. Thank you, Mama. All right. Give thanks. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you too. 
All right. Our next caller comes from area code 717717. 717, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? I have no idea. But when I find out, run. <laughs> Introduce yourself to everyone. Um, I'm James Rothline of uh, Middletown, Pennsylvania. I'm also in uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, you cut out kind of there a little bit. I'm also in the state of confusion. Oh, you know, that must be why I didn't hear you right. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> what do you have for us, James? Um, it's a, a piece. I'm just going to do one. Um, it's a work in progress, and it's kind of long at the moment. So I'll just, I'll just jump in with it. It's okay. titled Poetry Is. Poetry is my record, the chronicle of me journeying through my crucible with its sandpaper walls and broken glass floors that cut into my shoes. With scissors for words, I write and bleed. I write and bleed. So you see the shadow side of life, the world in its way of Icarian folly, capping the light of Christmas past as it teeters too far over the edge where there be monsters of its own making. The hearts and kingdoms of men slipping unrepentant to its point of rapid boil, the brow beat in 1984 fashion, so as to cancel the prophets crying out, I bring you a warning to counter the desert waste of rebel thoughts readying the world for the black bulb messiah's seven-year rule. For now, the seas are turning as they should, holding the corrupted affairs of men in check. But in these changing times of fluid biology and dictionaries printed in pencil, foundations shift from solid rock to solid sand. And so I write in a darker shade reflection of the light who will return to reign millennially. End of piece. Wow. James, that was incredible. Thank you. Like I said, it's still a work in progress because, yeah, it's it's not my usual. It's not it's not my usual fare because I'm usually a little bit more brief with my use a little bit more brevity in my words. Mm-hmm. So I it, it just kind of like it just kept going. It was like I don't know where it's going to stop. <laughs> you know, it so doesn't it, always it, have it, to stop. So basically, the poem is dragging me instead of me guiding the poem. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be, though. You know, I always tell people, stop trying to push your muse out a door when it's trying to pull you out a window. Hmm. When you let a poem take you and carry you where it wants to go, then that's you shutting up and listening to your muse. And that's something we all do need to do more, I think. So Hmm. good job on that. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm guilty of that all the time. It's like, you know, never mind. I won't even get into my story because I was going to. But, yeah, great job, honey. Thank you. And as it evolves, keep us posted. Oh, I will. I will. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Okay. I can be found on Facebook, uh, James E. Rothline. That's R O E. T 
T-H-L-E-I-N. Um, I have a secondary Facebook page, James E. Rothline Poet. I'm also on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, all poetry. And I thought I was reminded that I actually have an old channel that I did that I can't even get onto anymore. Dr. Jim the Demented, all one word. It was just some, <laughs> yeah, it's from quite a few <laughs> years ago. I mean, it's still up. I just can't, I just, I'm just not able to access it. I don't remember the password and I have a different email address. So I'll have to try and see if I can get it. But I did a whole bunch of stuff. Like I would do some of my poetry, um, uh, well-known poets, and then just a bunch of random stuff. That's awesome. Hey, will you do me a favor, James? Will you post your TikTok link on my Facebook page? Yes. Thank you. I keep meaning to go find that, and then I see a squirrel, and I forget until you say that again, and it's like, dang it, freaking squirrels. Squirrel. So if you put it on my page, I'll see it. Okay. Awesome. We'll link up the squirrel. <laughs> I will put blinders on so I'm not distracted <laughs> until I get there. All right, James, great job tonight, honey. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Yep. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 562. 562, you're on the air. Well, good evening. Hello. How are you, Nana? I am Samuel Rain. Samuel, it's been a while. Oh, my gosh. My heart aches at how long it's been. I have to walk into the room. There's going to be playing music, but I'm going to cut it off as soon as I get in there, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, that worked out perfect. Okay. So, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Even better now that you've called in. Good. Yeah, you know, I, I, I used to go out and do poetry on Thursday night. Because no poetry this Thursday night. So, here I am. Well, I'm excited. What did you bring for us tonight? I have lots of stuff, you know. I mean, I, I know they miss me, but, you know, I mean, it's like, okay, let me get right into it because we want to take everybody's time. So, check it out. I took out my pen like she asked me. She said, write into me and make it nasty. So before I write her down, my understanding, she needed to her. Her private time would be testing her emotions, those hidden thoughts. No, she needed my action. I could never say no to doing it again. So I slept with poetry last night. Career surrendered like a dream came true. Had my emotions taken by pleasure. To hear her affectionately whispering, Samuel Ryan, to you a freak. Well, she would take me deep. I had intentions of never letting go her wordplay with my submission. And no options given. Only needed my pen to go all in. One word. Next line. Scripting this dope rhyme, you see. I slept with poetry last night. Because she made love to my mind. Now she knows I would read her because it's a good discovering myself. True story, this 
past forgotten the ancient memories feeding my soul. I wanted more, and she was being inviting me like home. She shared her emotions, leaving echoes on wall paintings. I spoke her name. She still romantic. It wasn't her appearance I fell into, thinking this what makes me. She was there, dare I needed, I had to. She spoke her mind, and I don't mind the inner beauty moves me. I could taste the hunger after all she's temptation. If only she knew my emotions. Dark girl, I'll be loving you with all of my senses. Not just the five they mentioned, my 360 coming in dimension. Encompassing, if I were making love, I would inhale the scent of you like the sheep do. Take your breath away like a silent movie to be deeper into you. You sing into me and I come alive. The fire in your body engulfs the depth of my soul. And I feel you like music. Now, now, you can call me what you want. But love me like you insane. Don't water down your affection. Give in to me like you want these directions. Let me set the fire inside of you. Now imagine what I'm going to do. Feel me. Touch me. Tease me just a little. Let me in deep. I'm that complicated freak out to get it. Embrace my dear. Let me hit this right here. I'm at number nine. Zodiac sign. Sagittarius. Thank you. <laughs> Every girl out there right now is running to the courthouse to train, change their name legally to poetry. <laughs> it could happen. That, that, that was phenomenal. You know, I love that. I mean, there is such an intimate relationship with that inner place we write. Such an intimate relationship with our muse that there are nights where it is absolutely like that. You know, where where every every brush of the air against your skin makes you tingle and feel alive. And you get in that place and you're writing and you're just, it's raw and crazy and wild and sensual. You know, yeah. there's just a release in, in being able to, now I'm sounding all, all, all kinky. <laughs> there's such a release in it that just, you know, really brings that satisfaction. <laughs> well, that's why I, oh, I love this show. You know, you, you, you challenge uh, poets to, to really bring it in. And, you know, it's like um, there's so much we can say. There's so many words out there, and I try to use the simplest words possible to, to make the story even more beautiful. It makes it very accessible. You know, it's not hidden yeah. in a bunch of presumptuousness. And so it makes it very accessible for people to insert themselves into your poem. You know, if you'd have fancied that up super, you know, there's not, all the girls wouldn't understand their name was supposed to be poetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, all, and it all began with me writing poetry, so that's who, you know, poetry loves me back. And, and that's yeah. why it's beautiful. Yeah. And sorry, girls, you can never compete with the love of a man and his muse. Unless you <laughs> are his muse, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to do another one tonight, or is that it? Yes. No. Uh, let me, you know, because people, uh, you know, they don't know because they haven't heard the other side of me. I, I come in dimension. 
And mm-hmm. so um, a lot of things are going on in the world today. So I kind of want to touch a few of them uh, right now in this piece, and the piece is titled Miranda. Miranda I know him and Sometimes her It reads Stop them with bullets But that part is never read In the small print it says The black ones It seems I must maintain My strength when You are the fear the truth tells me My death is not the answer To your freedom I got questions why have you canceled the rights to my life? Has America gotten better wanting to be white? Just my thoughts, I can't be free when you're the only one living it, shedding skin just to become the same you. From this lineup, let's name names while we play wait and see. Check the headlines. You'll find another one of me. Multiple times like target practice, Supreme Court that the black robes giving them more rights to take your life. Can you imagine not being free, ladies? Take a look back. The truth in plain sight. They say, now your body belongs to me. To see the past coming alive, if only took 102 years for them to slave you again. I see this movie playing itself out. Is this what the people are really saying? After all, no one believed 45 when he said Roe would be taken out. I am Jordan Blues. And that's that piece. That was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. Thank you. You know, I have a hundred things I could say. You know, I just think about, I think about all the racism that I'm seeing now. And I think that maybe because, you know, I was probably one of, you know, you, in the 80s, you're the first, you know, computers were really first coming into homes and, you know, becoming a more commonplace thing like in the early 90s. You know, everybody was having computers. And I think it's then that the world really opened up to everybody. Before then, it was a very cloistered place. We had TV. We learned our opinions off of TV, off of radio, and from those people around us. You know, we didn't have access to other opinions than the ones that were being fed to us continuously. You know, and I think about how I'd never understood how racism is so is still so prevalent. You know, I thought we were like oh, oh that and my my little rose colored glasses in the world I lived in, you know, I just didn't think it was a thing anymore. And my parents were horribly racist. And my grandparents mm-hmm. as well. Um but they were from the gener- they were from a different generation that was never taught better. And it seems like each generation that goes on that or so I thought that racism got diluted. You know, my parents weren't as well, bad as my grandparents, or my grandma, I should say, and my dad. Um, and, of course... Well, we are six generations away from racism. That's how long it's going to take. Uh, this is just my prediction. I'm saying well, that I, we're six I think generations back and look on away it. from racism. And Jackie Robinson was just coming into baseball, the first black man to play professional ball. 
in the 50s, 57, was it 57? Yeah, close, yeah. Yeah, something You know, and, and so I'm thinking, you know, that was my, that, there was still segregation and all that going on in my mom's lifetime, you know, while she was in high school Ooh. and stuff. And that's not that long ago. So I don't know why no. I thought things are so good now. But one of the things that I think that is so amazing is that nothing can hide with the Internet now. People can't hide behind what they teach you. So the things that taught me, I thought everything was good. And it's not. You no, know, and not. once and, we have access to the Internet, people can't younger. hide behind pretty words or pretty lies or pretty pictures they paint so that we don't see the ugly. You know, and it just sickens my heart to see how much of it's still out there. You know, so well, you know, we can't hide our yeah. hate. We can't dilute our hate. That's not going to happen. We just have to strengthen our understanding and our tolerance and our love. We have to be proactive in this. You know, we we can't paint over windows and think that, that no one's going to ever see through. You know, we have True. to break those windows and change what's behind them. It's going to take that, a while. I mean, this generation now has an opportunity, but there's so much pushback that's coming that um, this generation is going to have to wait to two more generations before it actually happens because right now we're having uh, a case of young people falling in love with each other no matter what their races are, which is a beautiful thing. It's past due. But it's, uh, they, and it's a pushback coming on that. But more so the pushback is coming on women uh, because Women couldn't vote until 1920. So now they're taking your vote away because now they're taking away your rights. So just watch out what this women do. And uh, it's been, um, I said from 1865 to 1965, all we heard was, say, can you see? Now, it's beyond that point, uh, 1965, but nothing has changed. No, we, yeah. we we had integration, which was the worst thing that could have happened. Because we, because they destroyed everything that we were building, and then they integrated us so that we could no, no longer build anymore as a unit. Because now we want to be like them, and we all have to do is be ourselves. That's, that's all anyone has to do is just be yourself, and you can become a better person. Not yeah. what someone is teaching you, because people, and it's like I grew up uh, not I, not being like everybody, because I don't write down I'm this. When they ask me what's, what's my ethnicity, I say I'm human. And then they human. say, well, no, no, you got to pick something. I'm like, I just picked this. <laughs> so, you know, you know that you've you written be, a great poem, Samuel, when it provokes such a stimulated conversation, provokes such deep yeah, thought and an you. emotional response. Uh, well, I would tell the folks right now, two of my books are on sale on, on Amazon. The, the regular price was $20. The Clone in Me, which is a book of love poems, is on sale for under $6. Go buy a copy. Go buy a copy of that book. And then, of course, one of my favorite books, Love and the Conversation, is also on sale for like 10 bucks. Go get it. I didn't put it on sale. Amazon did. So go buy that book. I'm going to get the same amount of money I was getting if you paid $20 for it. So it's on sale, so get it for that price. Now, I'm going to be out in some cities uh, later this year, 
around the country. I'm just going to name two of them right now, uh, and that is Houston and Dallas. And then I'll be headed east to some more cities like Atlanta, Tampa, the Carolinas. Okay, so I named more than two, but that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and you want to, so if you follow me on Facebook, I'm going to be putting the post down. So I'm going to be out and I'm going to be doing live poetry. But I can tell you while I'm out, I'm only bringing complicated passions with me because we all need to love somebody. This is so true. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job. I am so glad you came in tonight. It's been too long. Don't stay away so long next time. Oh, well, thank you. I, 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 you know, this show's on Thursday, and like I said, I'd like to go out and do poetry on Thursday nights, and, and that's why I haven't been around. And, then, you know, because i got to be in front of a live audience because I, I pretended I was actually standing up looking at the audience while I was spitting those two poems. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know, if nothing else, yeah. just keep poems in your pocket and run to the restroom. They have great acoustics in there. Just make sure you know where your <laughs> yeah. time is up on the stage, right? And who knows? You could have an yeah, audience absolutely. in there. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, people know when you run to the restroom because they can hear that echo, you know. That, yeah, that, you get that, that good that reverb echo. going. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just try to bring the baritone when I come. So if, if I tell you that, uh, if I were making love, you would be the only recipe I need. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, go ahead and give your URL out one more time, Samuel. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, on Facebook, I am Samuel Rain, and and on uh, IG, I am Dark underscore Man underscore Blues, which is the title of three of my books. And the next Dark Man Blues book that's coming out is called An Interview with Love. So you can check out those other ones because they're dope too. And then you get to read <laughs> that poem. I, I recited a snippet from that poem when I said I slept with poetry last night. That's in Dark Man Blues, If It Were Me. Okay? So awesome. That's it. All right. All right, Samuel. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers, 903 719 Let's go ahead and bring on 903. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shulman. How are you doing tonight? Eric, I am doing awesome. How are you, love? Doing great. Good I'm have a bit, of, bit of bad news. Huh? What? What's up? Oh, so I'm supposed to be on vacation this week, but my dad got staff in his mouth and it got to his heart. So... What? I was going to ride with him, but it's 10 hours to the beach, and I didn't have money for new car tires, so I was like, oh, guess not. Oh, is your dad yeah. okay? But, yeah, he's okay right now. He's got... I love your daddy. He's had uh, several shots with antibiotics and IVs, and uh, they, he's got a follow-up coming up to another uh, another doctor. He's been going almost daily. To the doctor, he's not in. He's not actually actually not in the doctor or in the hospital. But yeah, hopefully he overcomes it. And the scary part is, uh, his mom got the same thing and died. That's what she died from. So, I know so it's a big deal. Okay. But I don't know. Hopefully he can get over. Yeah, I'm sure he can overcome it. Hopefully. So thank you. I well, appreciate it. 
No problem. And I'm really sorry your vacations, you didn't get to go on your vacation. I kind of like the thought of you running around in khaki shorts, barefoot on the beach, you know. Yeah. Drinking Fun. something with a little, I was going to say umbrella, but maybe maybe a hammer sticking out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, thanks. I do appreciate tonight, it, baby. and I'll let you know. Well, I got a brand new poem. I actually wrote two, but so hang on a second. I just had it open, too. Yeah. All right, so this one is called Shakespearean Dilemma by Eric Shellman. Shakespearean Dilemma. To believe in or doubt something is my ultimate interior civil war. How am I to know what is true or fantasy if I can't overcome one or the other? Always struck and stuck in between what I was taught to think and believe versus what I think and believe for myself. Psychologically unsound where uncertainties, insecurities, and madness fill my brain, consistently arguing and agreeing with my several selves, feeling intellectually profound in depth while thinking I am a pathetic idiot and failure at life and wanting to end it all, never acting out on my suicidal thoughts because I have survived and suffered enough in this world while enduring my brief euphoric moments, achieving temporary satisfaction and gratification, distracting myself in my interests, obsessions, hobbies, listening to music, using them as my escape aids, hoping, moping, and coping the best I know how to. That's in peace. You know, to be or not to be, or better said, who to be or not to be. Right. Yeah, that's precisely Who to be or not to be is the first answer you have to come up with, and that in itself will answer the to be or not to be. Right. You're right, and uh, I was actually inspired from Shakespeare's Macbeth, his lines, to be or not to be, so I'm glad, I'm glad figured you were going to get that. That's of course why I, I did. I'm such a Shakespeare nerd. So. There you go. <laughs> I knew, I knew <laughs> yeah, instantly what you were doing there. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Thank you. All right, You're this welcome. one's called, oh, gotcha, thank you. This one is called Autumn. It's a continuation. I actually cut it down, so it's not as long as the others, but. I'll read the – I actually posted the different forms, too, so I'll, I'll read the uh, – I'll read them. I'll include them in is what I'm saying, I guess, so it won't take that long. But all my other season poems have been extremely long, but I left out certain ones this time, so that's fine. All right, Autumn by Eric Shulman. Haiku, all falls tall and small, crisp, lisp, willow, the wisp, clip, uh, glyphs, uh, glyphs, yeah. Leaps, heaps, creeps, weep, reaps, sinru, leaves, griefs, eaves, heaves, creeps, keeping, seep, weeping, susurrus, nature, tonka, deciduous, plants, trees, generous, equinoxes, senial, gratitude, beaver, moons, Indian summers, winterizing, nature, Sudoka, yams, hams, clams, lambs, rams, fruits, meat, or cheese pies are holiday foods. Animals, fowl, fowls, meats, assorted casseroles, specialty desserts, triple acrostic, alluring, 
astronomical adventures, unanimous, universal, uniting, telling, terrific, taunting, tall tales, malicious, magical, mischievousness, narrating, noteworthy notions, alphabet, abundant, aromatic, amber, and ashes, blustery, bountiful, breezy, bright, brilliant, brisk, brown, bland, changing, chilly, cold, colder, colorful, comfortable, cozy, crackling, crisp, crispy, hang on, oh, it's supposed to be crispy, crunchy, I had a a typo, that's all right, crispy, crunchy, deciduous, dreary, dismal, day of the dead, enchanting, earthy, enjoyable, equinox, fascinating, fallen, farm-grown, fireside, flannel, foggy, foraging, fresh, frosty, gold, gray, gusty, gentler, harvesting, hibernating, howling, hazy, Halloween, inspirational, inimitable, inclement, jocond, oh man, okay, sorry, I missed missed something again, okay, jocond, jovial, jam, jack-o'-lanterns, Katie did, kettles, leaf-strewn, luscious, lustrous, magnificent, moonline, misty, mellow, numerous, nutty, northern, never-ending, orange, overgrown, oncoming, pumpkin-flavored, pumpkin-spice, pitch-caress, quintessence, quiet, quarterback, quilt, queen bee, rainy, raked, red, relaxing, ripe, rust-colored, rustling, spooky, scary, spectacular, soggy, seasonal, southern, Salwen, turning, tanned, timeless, tranquility, torrential, thanksgiving, unpredictable, upheaval, unpromising, unseasonably, umbrella, vibrant, vivid, visual, vague, wilting, windy, wondrous, wonderland, wet, warm, senial, yellow, yams, yarns, Sipper, zucchini, sequin, autumn, cool, colorful, play in leaves and hum, wandering, wandering, joyful, falls time, diamante, autumn, breezy, multicolored, running, falling, playing, changing colors, ice, snow, freezing, white, winter. That's in peace. <laughs> Those have to be so fun to write. Yes, they are really fun, and they're quite the challenge. But so I decided to cut a few things. I actually already found two errors as well. But that's all right. Actually, like two or three, but that's all right. I'll <laughs> fix them later. It does us good to read them because that helps us to do that. Find those. Oh yeah, that, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I usually yeah I usually do read. I I just missed. Like two or three things. That's fine. Yeah, it's good to read them, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean reading so, them here. You know, now you found them. Oh, yeah, read reading them aloud. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep, so, exactly. Yeah, so I can go fix it. That's right. Precisely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me, Nyla. Appreciate it. Thanks for everything you do for us. Thanks for the platform. And uh, 
You can find me on Eric, uh, Eric Shellman on Facebook, and I'm on a lot of other places, but I don't have all the URLs like usual. <laughs> I haven't written them down yet, so I need to get on that. But well, thank you so much, and have a great night, and I'll talk to you probably next week, and I'll awesome. keep you informed. So. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you then. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 702. Mr. Word Machinist, are you with me? Miss Nala, I'm here. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist in the house, ready to rock it out. Nala, so far, great show. Uh, I want to move it along. we got a lot of poets waiting, so I'm going to go ahead and launch right into the first couple pieces, and then we can talk a little bit about them. Uh, what I wanted to do tonight was... Um, showcase a contrast of styles, you know, and I always tell other poets that are, that are willing or want to listen. Um, same thing you do, really. Just stretch yourself. Stretch your boundaries. Um, don't pigeonhole yourself in one style. And that's, that's all you want to do. Um, and uh, so we have uh, first poem is more simplistically stated as a story. And the second one is a little more colorful with the words and done in a different style about your favorite character. Do we, do we, this week, do we know who he is? Old Bill. Old Bill. Very good. All right. So, but first we're going to do hobo poet because, you know, Nyla, you see, you know, hobo, there's a whole thing about, you know, hobos and riding the rails and you hear stories and they've been showcased in movies and we think derelicts, but really it's a lot of times in history it was just guys with wanderlust. They just wanted to see the world and this is how they get it. They travel on the rails. At a time when it was okay to do that. Yeah, and and there's been stories written about them and and movies and and you see them showcased in different uh, forms of media, but... But have you ever heard of a, a hobo who himself was a poet? And this is the story of one who was. This is the hobo poet. He was born in a train yard out past the shacks. His lullabies were the trains on the tracks. His parents, they died while crossing the rails. So at 13, he hit the steel trail. He rode in a boxcar that he made his home. He wrote about the country and being alone. He kept a leather-bound book and an old charcoal pen, crafting poems on his way from Green Bay to Aspen. If you find an old book half buried in the sand, read the wild poems of a free rambling man. Treasure of lost words is one you'll not forget. We read in the ramblings of the lost hobo poet. He wrote free all his life and never gave up his pen. Stories he told were those of a friend. Towns with no name, folks with no kin. He wrote a poem for every one of them. He worked mines and fields wherever he roamed, but he never made it back to that train yard of home. He played a sweet guitar for Miss Nancy Vale, and he spent a few months in the Starkville County Jail. If you find a leather book, Best for time you will be. His rhymes will tell all of life's lost histories. Beaten and dog-eared, this book shows the way. Traveling hard veins of trails that never followed highways. Old and weathered he shook with sickness and age. 
yet still wrote every day on his parchment page. He loved every girl he ever did meet and never walked a single step on a dirty town street. Behind Willie and Shortbread both wrote him a song. They related to his poems of a world gone wrong. He died in his sleep under the cold crystal stars, curled like a baby in his dusty boxcar. If you find a charcoal pen on the outskirts of town, write this hobo's memoirs. They're worth jotting down. Not sure what to write. Please, friend, don't fret. That cold owes every word of the lost hobo, poet, and poem. <laughs> that was incredible. I loved it. It makes me think about rain. I don't know if you remember who he it's was. Actually yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's you know, and you want to evoke those thoughts and those emotions, and that's what we try to do here. Absolutely. Next piece is about Old Bill, and um, this one I wrote last year, and this is a, another one of, for, for the Abattoir Chronicles. And this is a little insight to Old Bill as a child, maybe what happened to Old Bill before, a little bit of a prequel. This is called Poor William. Ah, poor William, a breaker boy, a beaten boy. He never did no harm, no good either, but his chance would come. By thine troubled eye and cubit span of sense, eftsoons thy palace of brick, for to house a slaughter of grievous proportion, as young William creepeth in shadow lights of wood fire. Wherefore dumbstruck in unknowing thine fate, one day to rest in this grisly knacker's yard. Be foul the rancid stench intermingled with raw brimstone, whence accompanied by voices ragged, betwixt cruelty and pleasure. A curdled cacophony by candle flame. Madmen and fathers conspire under veil of moonless evil, thence pretend to be immune and coyly coveted, justified by thy holy tome. Hence the wee lad suffered miserably neath gnarled hands of thy drunkard name of father, die at best. For in hollow recesses of thy temple, outsiders never linger foremost, whence staggering in happenstance. Not one groove of earth nor dirt tract leadeth to this unholy burrow, forgotten before an inkling of being entertained as a memory. Yea, in decades to follow without love, yon wretched whelp took to Tom like peeping through formative and elder years, prowling country and cabin, no window space untended, seeking eyes harmless, albeit watching as time spilled under blood moon and seething sun alike in the hollow. A midnight jaunt, a baby's cry. He wouldest thou witness her birth, she to inexorably strangle his fate. He, a village son, never to hearken impulse of defiling a celestial daughter, not rend asunder thy stead of morals buried under his father's fists. Hark to the heart's core bound, yet he would fail, making no attempt to intervene in the brutality whence would befall the fair one. Perchance if time reversed, Alas, not. Twelve short years later, her life to end at crossroads of his beginning. For in the hollow, no one besieges eye contact. No one talks. And no one ever, ever goes to the abattoir. Impulse. Wow. 
That was that was that was, was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just it's having fun with words, you know. And that one Little obviously William. a story, Bill. Yeah, but but to tell that story in this particular instance, I decided to get a little extra colorful. With it. that would be known. This would kind of be known, like in movie circles, as overacting. This is overwording, but it but it fit. And it's just, so I so I left it and. Um, we're painting a picture of Bill. Like I said, I know all of my characters. I do not know their fates, and I and I don't want to know their fates because not knowing their fates keeps me writing about them. Well, we we spoke about that. You know, I think you should do one of. I think you should do a chronicle of characters in one book because they're just so powerful. All right, baby. Fantastic job. I see you have your little fan club with you tonight in the chat room. That was awesome to see. Hello, Missy. Larry. They are. Yeah, they are wonderful, wonderful people. And Missy, you know, she's always right there. And she was actually going to get on and read one with me, but she's kicking down, so you need to talk to her. Oh, Missy, come on. Um, I was just going to say that, too, that Missy is a great, I mean, really, a really great poet in her own right, you know. And it's been a long time since I've heard her read. And you are such a strong personality that, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't know, Missy, you just got to step up and take the bat. <laughs> and you've got a man well, that did, absolutely know. encourages you and loves you and believes in you. And you've got a whole fan club out here that misses you. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and then and she, you know, from way back, you know, um, she proved that, and like you said, you could think of it as being uh, competing with or under a shadow with whatever I'm doing, but um, she found her own voice really quickly, and mm-hmm. very strong, very strong, and probably probably doesn't write enough, so uh, Nyla, you can give her some words of encouragement. I uh, would give but, anything and, and to have her come on and read. I know you would. I know you would. We'll discuss... Uh, Blank check, or we'll figure it out. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. But uh, now that we're going to move it along, we come play with on me. Here. <laughs> so Jimmy Ray Davis Facebook. Uh, that's where I'm posting right now. Hopefully we'll get something else going. I keep saying that, but it's it's going to happen. And ReverbNation.com forward slash Word Machinist for all of my current recordings. Nyla, you have a wonderful night. We love you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Jimmy. Great job. Thank you. You got it. Nice. Reading the chat and Missy saying, shh, I'm too nervous. <laughs> Girl, I started out the show by biting my tongue and not being able to talk. You know, we just have fun here. <laughs> There's nothing to be nervous about. Okay. We love you. Come read. Our next caller comes from area code 219. Brother O, you are on the air. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Brother O, how are you, sweetheart? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. What do you have for us tonight? I'm only doing one poem because uh, I've uh, got a lot of calls. I just, just want to get straight into it. It's called Brother O's Missing Everybody. My dear brothers and sisters, I miss all of you. It's me. It's not easy being away from our family and real friends. 
especially during the holidays and all types of special occasions. At times, I experienced those feelings of missing everybody and not being able to see you guys and go go and hang out with y'all. These last eight months of being here in the hospital taught me these valuable lessons. Appreciate spending time with your family. Appreciate who your real friends are who have been there for you in your difficult seasons that you've experienced in your life. Appreciate celebrating huh? And appreciate being able to go out and enjoy life with your family and friends. During this season of solitude and being away from you, I know that I am loved. I know that I'm appreciated. I know that I play an important role in your lives. I know that I'm missed. I know that I'm going to see you all again. I know that I'm going to hang out with my real friends again. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm always praying for you. I'm always thinking about you. Well, I'm on a personal mission to receive a new heart and get on the road to recovery to experience my new lease on life. I'm not an inmate in jail or prison like R. Kelly is. I'm always maintaining my positive attitude. I'm always on Facebook and Messenger. I'm always a phone call, text message, instant message away. And I'm never by myself in this world either. It's amazing that I was once constantly overlooked. It's amazing that I was once the last brother to be invited to events or ask out on dates. It's amazing that I was a brother who was always rejected because I didn't run with the so-called popular crowd. It is amazing I felt like I was all by myself at one time in this evil, cold, and messed up world. It is amazing that God has always been by my side, even when some people didn't want me around and just wrote me off. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm looking forward to that day when I'm able to come back home and have a home celebration in my honor. Looking forward to Taking your hands, hugging you, kissing if you're a woman, and exchanging fist bumps if you're a man. Looking forward to going out on my first day with a special lady who was waiting patiently me to see me in person for, for months. And I'm not revealing who she is yet. I'm looking forward to returning to the porches stage and enjoying a well-deserved vacation after this season of my life is over with. And I'm looking forward to hanging out with you all again in due time and season in Palm. That was awesome. And people missed you too, right? You know that. Right. Right. Yes, you've been you've been you've been away too long. You've been away from yes. all of this. But actually, you're not away from us, but I'm just greedy. I don't want you in there. Right, right. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be any day. I'm, just, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer just any day now, waiting on that, waiting on that word. It's going to happen. I know it is. Yeah. All right, my dear sweet tell everybody how they can come visit you so that you're not all by yourself. Oh, you can check me out on Facebook under 
my government name on my brother old Gavin. Um, I got I post a lot of poetry stuff. I post uh, a lot of inspirational quotes. I uh, do Facebook live videos while I've been here. I'm actually going to do another one this weekend. I don't know what the title form I'm going to do. I'm just going to do one of my classics. And uh, just continue to pray for me, continue to, continue to uh, keep me encouraged. Because this is, is a must has taught me one thing, you know, to develop my character and uh, I appreciate things more often. And people that, I appreciate the people that have my life now even more since I've been here. And thank you for your support every week. Of course. Of course. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week, hopefully with good news, right? Yes. 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 I'm hoping to. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. And we will talk with you soon. You too. Now take care of yourself. (laughs) You too. All right, you guys. Our next caller, let me go ahead and give the next three callers. We have 713 followed by 832 and 815. I also want to let area codes while I'm down here. Uh, 816 and 704 or 407. I'm so delicious. Raymond, I see you down there. Love you. I'm so glad you're here, baby. Heart's always with you. If you want to come on and read tonight, just press 1, and uh, that'll let me know it's okay. But I'm glad you're here. I always love seeing you here. So 816 and 407, if you guys want to come on the air, please press 1. If you're listening and hanging out, thank you. And if you change your mind at any time, press 1, and that will let me know it is okay to unmute you. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 713. 713, you are on the air. Uh, greeting. Hello. Yes. Um, my name is James Rencher. I go by Sir Lawrence. Welcome to the show, James. And it was Sir what? Lawrence. Can't write that. Sir down. Lawrence. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the show. What's going on with you, my dear? Well, it's an interesting platform you have here with the uh, um, the beginning and everything. Um, I got a couple of pieces here. I got a short one. I have a, uh, my latest production is on Amazon, and uh, it's called Sir. They would call me, not knowing my name. And um, I think this is the first time I've been on your show. I don't recognize the name, so I think you may be right. So I am glad you found your way here. Indeed. Excited to see what you bring. Mhm. So I'd start with the short one first if you like and uh, move from there. The other one's not that long, so I won't take up too much time. No, you're fine. Go ahead and read your first one. When you're done reading, do me a favor and say end poem so I not I know that you're not taking like a dramatic pause and I interrupt you. Oh, okay. No sweat. <laughs> okay. Okay, the first piece is called Immaterial. Skinning in the skin I'm in. 
uncoupled from using unused portions of my brain. Reconnecting with Mother Earth. Feeling her like fingers between my toes. Letting the earthing begin. It's getting 30. And we won't hesitate to go completely against the natural order. How is it everything man has made has to be grounded to her? Then convince us, the ones this earth gave birth, to shun her. Because everything about her is an inconvenience. Sir Long. Everything about her is an inconvenience. That's powerful. Yes, ma'am. That 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 uh that should be on a bumper sticker with a picture of the globe. Yeah. And then underneath it should say shame on you or something. Or something like that, yeah. Sure enough. Yeah. That was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your second one now. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I want more. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, um, we'll, let's see if we can uh, go on to the little central side of things. This piece is called Unspoken is More Filling. The stimulated mental as the lingering of the scent in an almost passionate way nudges me out of a sound sleep. Got me feeling like a champion breed with a bone that needs to be buried. My teeth want to feel your skin. My nose continues to breathe you in, touching through our minds, feeling your body move the way this takes you. Like the anticipation of the water filling your bath, immersing in the bubbles, Gathering around as you open up so naturally. Low pH caressing the way the water automatically responds. Feeding you the type of attention you've been missing. Let me be what's combining with yours. Catching every heart of you. Participating in this heat transfer thing while having a four-way agreement, there's plenty to do here, Sir Lawrence. I can tell that was a fun wordplay piece of yours, and I can tell that you enjoy reading that one. Well, actually, all of my pieces are 
I like to do wordplay, and um, but I didn't. Well, I don't it. know you that. I don't know you that well. We just met. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was. That means you have to keep coming back again and again and again and sharing with us. You're part of the family now. You have no choice. <laughs> I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like like Nyla, you should know this But wait a minute, I don't I want to so badly <laughs> Alright, Nyla, we are on <laughs> <laughs> That works for me Both of those pieces were awesome And I, I really love that they show Different sides of your writing Different side, you know, your versatility And, uh you know the the fun that you obviously have playing with words and fitting them together, and the, just a fantastic job on both of them. I'm really glad that you found your way onto the show, and I really do hope that you come back and and you know make this a make this a thing, so that I I, I can I can sit there and, and speak to you with such familiarity about your writing, you know, and feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> well, well, cool, well, cool. That works for me as well, no doubt. It's like, ah, oh, James, you remember when you called in 10 years ago, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, because you have a very serious um, or uniquely serious platform here. Yes, you, do. you know, we have been on the, like I said, we've been on the air for 15 years now. And well, I I always tell the poets that if the world could take the speakeasy as an example, it would be a pretty amazing place because there's absolutely no segregation of any sort here, of any sort. I mean, you have the erotica Texas grandma writing love poems for her internet boyfriend right next to the Harvard graduate who just had blah, blah, blah done next to the cowboy poet, next to the street poet, next to the you know, the political poet, and everybody on the same for- format, and they all respect each other, listen to each other, inspire each other, and we have never in 15 years except for one time had an issue ever, one show, one time, one caller in all those years where we've had any That's drama good. or anything on this show. And um, I have to say, I put him in his place. It was awesome, but... Um, but, but I mean, where does that happen in this world, where you can well, have so many diverse types of writers, people, background, and have 100%? I mean, they, everybody listens to each other. It's it's incredible. It's, it's I am so proud of what these poets have built. I can't even tell you. So, and I'm really glad that uh, you're that. here. I'm really glad that your voice is now part of this family. Well, thank you so very much. And um, um, you can find me on. Uh, on IG, um, Sir underscore Lawrence underscore Poet, and I'm also on Facebook, uh, Rencher James, and uh, like I said, um, our latest um, production is on uh, Amazon. You can type in my name, James Rencher Jr., or you can type in the title of the book, Sir, it will call me. How do you spell your last name? R-E-N-C-H-E-R. Perfect. All right, you guys, make sure you show him some love. Jump over, check out his page, send a friend's request. And, sweetheart, I I really, really enjoyed your work tonight, and I cannot wait to get to know you you. and your work better. All kidding and teasing aside, um, you did a fantastic job, and I'm really excited to see what else you can bring. Thank you very much, and uh, I'll be back. (laughs) Perfect. All right, sweetheart, thank you. I'll bet.
All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air, Mr. Hey, Blue Blue. How you doing, man? Yes, Soldier Blue. <coughs> uh I'm not going to mention you around too much. Today. It was a bad night last night, and it's not been much of a day today. So I just want to take that left turn and into my into my stuff. Monchise, the rustling sound of leaves within dreams. Hopefully, the drone of the hollow wind groaning through the cracks of the seams of a weathered log. Long since hollowed out with age and death. Dewdrop sequins of the dawn. Oh, it is breaking. Gasoline. Starlight pooling by shadows. Melodies breaking off one by one in the darkness. Shabby. It's, uh, we should find the causes of death as we follow the trails of what is there is left to see. As we search our way forward, walking through streams of water, feeling where eyesight fails, so to find the bones of our fathers were here. All is necessary. Nothing forgotten through the pall of gray comes someone. Their emaciated, white-skinned indifference, King Tusken. We have found you. You have been skipping stones off of our bones, searching and for nothing more than treasure. Why do you do that? Your broken ideas serve no one but yourself. The words you choose beguile no one. You burn, you steal, you kill for a pound of gold. Your teeth bleed as you grind them, growing old. Who are you? So much time upon our lands and you still do not belong here. These are the places where our people fell. There, over there by the shelter, leave the wind. We graze the sides of the storm as it passes us by. Touch its warmth, touch its cold bones freely. It is who we are. We have never gone from our home place. Let's see. Only the elements, the elements of being. Our breath stirs the leaves and we come alive, burning. The contents of flesh and blood. Ash, prince of spirit, stains of shadow, darkness within light. Dove. 
We are the counterbalance that shield between dreams and death as we dance the hoop of our nations. The grace of red earth. We are the ghost road born. We are always walking our way home. Silence molds another suicide. I see another sister die. Ghost images, shadow shots, my sister dying upon the streets of dreams. Doesn't matter if it was real time, past tense, or the newsreel of my relations sitting in between their tears. Silent sisters gone missing. Sounds of red earth. Women in trouble. Tight fibers woven in the constricted tightening around someone's throat. Disappearances, bones of the unknown, eyes of fire, lives blown away like ashes, scattered over this earth. She wasn't the best, she wasn't the worst, but someone loved her. Her family kept her memory alive ever since she went missing a year and more ago, last seen by the Great Lakes party, someone said. If she had something she could trade, she couldn't think. She couldn't think of anything. All she had was herself, flesh and bone. They said she was pretty. Maybe that was something. Roadside beauties, asphalt queens, boat whores. She wandered, chose shelter here and there until the end. Found her, changed to hardware in a boiler room. Oh, it's someone's story. Maybe not yours. Perhaps a twist there and there, here and there. And the colors will look the same anyway. The song never changes, silence in any language. Smoke drifts on the highways. Incense settles in a ditch. Death always close by. Painted windows, painted face. Red hand across the face. Gender genocide. The creeping horrors. Of continued population control. The killings go on. The disappearances are endless. Gray should go before blue. Tortured smiles, pain shines, becoming whites of the eyes. Silenced sisters. Loose the dogs. Convenience be damned. Lives held in shattered rapture. The search must begin. Moonlight fires, the stars that burn. No one famous here. Just the release. Final breath. Planetary patterns to fill. Don't give me. Don't give me.
Wow. I especially like the part of that where, you know, you you bring it right in someone's face, you know, saying, yeah, not you, but you. It's not you, but it is you. It could be you. You know, it's easy to, yeah. you know, look at somebody and uh, something and not connect to it on a human level because it's not you. It's not you. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be you. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately, is. But when it happens to one of us, it is us. It is all of us. Oh, yeah. It is, yeah. you know, just, wow. Very strong, strong piece you have there, my dear. Thank you. Just absolutely heart wrenching. Yeah, yeah this. You know, I mean that's part of what I write, and you know, I got to come back to that. I can't, uh, can't forget that part of the circle. It no. Be done. They say she was pretty. Yeah, any rate, that's it for tonight for me. Um, Soldier Blue, you can find me on uh, Facebook, and it's Rafe Wild. Facebook.com and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. I also have uh, Red Earth One as a uh, podcast. It's free. You can check out some more work on that uh, platform as well. It's available on like eight different platforms, among them being Spotify and Google and iTunes. You can find it, it'll be there. Very cool. All right, Soldier Blue, thank you for doing what you do. Appreciate you and your importance. Thank you, Nyla. When I'm just sitting, you know, sitting trying to go through stuff, you know, if I at least have a chance to push some words out there, it makes things a little easier. Mhm. It's like letting steam out of the kettle. Oh, yeah. Brightening up the colors. All right. Love you, sweetie. Thank you so much for being here tonight. You have no idea how much I appreciate you being in our lives. I appreciate you, too. Thank you, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. What? What? Sorry, I just looked down and... And saw that. Uh, oh, I got it. Let me redo this. Okay. I just saw that Raymond put his hand up to read tonight. I'm pretty excited about that. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on eight one five. Eight one five. You're on the air. Eight one five. Are you with us? Okay. It looks like eight one five took their hand. So eight one five. If you want to come back on the air, it looks like you took your hand down. You pressed one. If you want to come back on, press 1 and I'll grab you. Okay, there you go. I'll get you. 815, are you with me? Are you muted? Because I can't hear you. I'm sorry, Nala. It's Gina Storm. Gina! It's okay. I was telling my grandkids to be quiet for a second. I had to be Gina Storm. (laughs) Hey, tell them I said hi. I want to hear them all. I want to hear them say hi, speak easy. Hold on one second. Yeah, I need to hear your kids. Auntie Nala said hello. Tom, I love him. 
All three of them. Yep. <laughs> Tell them I said I love them and to write a poem. She loves you and she to write a poem. I can count on Juliana, too. She also has a pen and stage name. She's Thunder and Lightning. I can normally only get Josh and Danielle to do um, That's That Piece. You got it. He'll say That's That Piece. All right, then tell him I want him to do this. I want them each to give you five sentences, just random sentences, whatever they are, five from each, and I want you to use all of them in a poem. Okay, so that's what we're going to work on for next Thursday. All right, guys? Perfect. Not a problem. Thank you, guys. All right, I'll be back. I'm going to go to the storm. And it's just, it just told the girls that Gigi's Gina Storm right now. We gotta be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> She's putting on her super cape. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm not just Gigi. I got my superpowers out and ready to go. Oh, this is wonderful. Now I'm picturing oh. you in spandex tights. Oh yeah, yeah. A Absolutely. Boost up bustier and a cape. With an S on my chest. <laughs> a Gigi. Oh yeah. So I'm going to do it because I know you got a couple more callers in queue, and it's 9.16. Um, their mom was going to get us more milk, juice, and water because they don't know it, but I told her when I got them Sunday that I'd keep them Sunday. So this is going to be a surprise for them. <laughs> but honestly, if I'm getting supplies in the middle of the week instead of on Sunday, obviously there's something up, but they'll figure that one out later. <laughs> Surprise, you don't go home I'm keeping absolutely, you Absolutely, absolutely I remember as a child spending like the whole summer with my grandparents So I couldn't imagine what it's like for them Because I travel a lot They have a lot of activities And between the four of us, the three of them and me We don't always have time to see each other So I feel like I'm getting penciled in And they probably feel the same way So ooh, look at us, it was three weeks And now we're spending the week together Oh, that's going to be awesome. I'm so happy for you. Oh, yeah, we're having a ball. And my air fryer is getting the work out of its life. (laughs) (laughs) A waffle iron, my pancake griddle. Oh, my God, they keep me hopping. I made homemade soup, and they had um, soup and salads for lunch. And one of my friends says, how do you get them to eat salad? What do you mean? They they eat what I eat. There's no arm twisting here. Everybody wants to be healthy, and they, they like the things that I cook, even when I didn't cook it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That salad comes in. That's hand. awesome. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to read this one. I wrote this a while back, but the wonderful thing about it was I didn't like my delivery initially, so my intention was now to um, give it a little oomph, and so I practiced it earlier, and I felt like I nailed it, so I want to see what you think. Okay. The piece is called Psy Language. I'm multilingual, conversationally mostly. My love languages are many, but they also include Psy Language. That's one of them that I enjoy the most, truly. See, I inhale slowly and exhale after holding it long enough to be recalibrated. I feel the healing as it begins, as I reset my lungs, my chi, and my energy. I'm feeling better immediately. (sighs) I was crying inside, dying, heart being squeezed, throat closing, head hurting, and I've been silent. Now my weak voice is strong. I'm assertive and holding my own, comfortable again in my home and my skin. (sighs) 
my go-to has always been violence, and now I've got this. My peace is my only wish. It's biological and mental, emotional and not magical. (laughs) Try my reset and sigh, and if you do too, you'll feel why I speak sigh language fluently (sighs) in peace. I wasn't ready for it to be over so quickly. Wait. But that's fantastic. Yeah, you did. You, I can tell that one means a lot. You did oh, yeah, well. I love that one. I actually read online that when you're feeling stressed, to take a deep breath and to let it out in a sigh, and you literally recalibrate your organs, but especially your lungs, um, your, your voice chakra, and it allows you to, one, speak clearly and articulately, and two, to uh, recompose yourself and, it, it, like I said, to recalibrate. So it's a reset um, for your body. That's, That's really, good, really advice. good advice. I had to learn sign language, and now I feel complete. Thank you. You are so welcome. All right, so I'm going to go because, like I said, I can only do one and go because uh, they, I don't know if you know, they eat uh, first and second breakfast, first and second lunch, dinner, and dessert while they're here, and they don't have a bedtime. So <laughs> I wish I was Jeez whiz. Girl, if you need some Calgon, let me know. <laughs> I will be there. We can hide in the closet and drink some wine. Oh, yeah. Wine is always a necessity here. But you know the wonderful thing about them is the older they get, they're becoming actual people that I like and not just children. Do you know what I mean? Like um, Nobody girls- understood that, especially my kids, for a long time when I said that I loved them when they were babies. But every okay. year they got older, that was my favorite age. Yeah. You know, yeah. every year they get older, you know, it's they become people. And so you can have conversations. They're no longer just pets. And and I feel like at ten, eight, and six, they're not babies. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're they're all in school all day. You know, they have friends of their own. They have interests that, that they, they're, they're turning into people. Yes, real people. I love these mm-hmm. people. So thank you, Nyla. They may not be here with me next Thursday, but if they are, because normally I get them um, Thursday through Saturday. So, but this this is a bonus. That, like I said, that we needed each other, and this has been amazing for us. So I don't want it to end, and I want to enjoy them for a little longer because they don't have a bad time. But Gigi gets sleepy around midnight, so <laughs> <laughs> they can do whatever. All they want. right, Gina. Quiet, thank you, sweetheart. I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm Gina with an E, like um, Jenna Rollins or Gina Davis with one E, and Storm like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day. And you can find Gina Storm wherever there's poetry. And I'll see you back here next Thursday, Nyla. Love you. <laughs> Love you too, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go ahead and jump up here and grab 816. 816, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Gosh, I haven't done this in a long time. Who is this? I'm Nicole. Oh, Nicole. Um, but but I've years seen in the chat ago. Room. I should have put two and two together, right? Yeah, but years ago, I used to go by Morgan mm-hmm. during the MySpace heyday and everything. So yeah, and you're one of my you're one of my uh, huge girl crushes. I'm just so devastated that you've been so gone so long that I forgot that you know. <laughs> hey, it happened. Forgot the whole Nicole thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is what happens, you guys. I'm getting old. You can't be gone that long. <laughs> I, I I know. You know, life happens and <laughs> it does. everything. But you know, I, I know. say that all the time. It's okay if you guys have to go out and live lives because a speakeasy is like home. You all come back eventually. Exactly. Yeah. So it's good to hear from you. It's good to be heard. <laughs> so what are you going to share with us tonight, love? Um, the first one I'm going to share is the uh, title poem for the uh, second poetry book that I'm currently working on trying to get published. Yay, one of these days. <laughs> and it is called The Sublime Fallacies. Oh, grand ignorance, we could argue for days. Even nights are spent proclaiming truth and admiration of our beliefs. Such excellent mistakes. The sublime fallacies. Trust me, believe me. You cannot prove it. This is right. This is wrong. Oh, grand ignorance, knee-deep in persuasion, eyes bowed and lips sealed against any and all proof. Fictions are facts misleading the masses or chosen few, such lies told in tales, rumors of speculation, reaping the glory of beliefs, unsound, unending, unbelievable. O oh, grand ignorance, we shall not waver in worship of you. End poem. Wow. See, oh my God, this is why you can't be gone so long. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that I've was written quite a bit in the past few years, but <laughs> I think that one was the most recent one. I think I probably wrote that maybe like a month and a half ago. Well, you've got lots of material to bring then, don't you? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I spent like two months going through all of my stuff, and I think I have, in my lifetime of writing poetry, I've written over 400 poems. So, yeah, I have quite a bit. <laughs> you know, I always, I always thought I'm going to have to, like, rent a, you know, go away for a weekend, a long weekend, and rent someplace. I've got journals and notebooks in Apple boxes going all the way back from when I was real young. And if I ever mm-hmm. want to sit down, and it's like, you know, someday I need to sit down and go through all of these and see what's in them and stuff like that. But it would take forever. You know, when when do we ever have forever without distractions where we can sit and do something like that? That doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. You know, not in this yeah. day and age. <laughs> no, I mean, I have like two folders full of stuff that I had written years ago, but it's all since been transferred into the digital realm now, so makes it all easier. Oh, Lord, I couldn't even imagine doing that with my journal. That would be insane. <laughs> Oh my God, that would a be a lot of typing. What else do you have for us, sweetheart? I know you guys. Are All right, this next one is—it's um, a really hard poem for me to read, so please bear with me. But I just kind of wanted to, you know, get it out there. I need to kind of get it out there. Um, and it is called "Therapy in Psych Ward B." I am a beautiful disaster. I wonder if stars truly shine when no one is looking. I hear wind chimes in the breeze. I see shadows dancing on the walls. 
I want to be important to myself. I am a magnificent catastrophe, even though I pretend to be normal. I feel that today is better than yesterday. I touch softness around sharp edges. Still, I worry that I will never be enough. I cry because I miss you. I am a wonderful tragedy. I understand that time heals most wounds. I say my heart is my greatest weakness. I dream about falling like the stars as I try to understand why you left. I hope to believe in life again because I am a beautiful disaster. End poem. I love that piece. You know, and and that is very much the signature style that I remember you for. You know, those that just that such an ache in your writing. Such a powerful yeah. emotion in the way that you write. That that poem I actually did write in a mental hospital. It was a a group therapy thing. And yeah. So well very powerful and you know what makes it the 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 emotion in it. I mean, you don't hide emotion in it, but you put it in a way that even though you're talking about something very hard and scary and rough, you know, you you put it in almost this place of fantasy and beautifulness. Just like the word, you know, it, the the feel of it, the place that you take it is, you know, it's just this horror you're going through, but there's beauty in it. There's beauty in the horror. You know, you, you yep. paint the walls. You paint the walls and try to fix it up and, and take control of it and make it your own, and it's a struggle to do, you know, and, and it, it's like when you come to this place where, you know, I, I it's okay if I just throw the paint at the walls because that's still pretty. Yeah. So great job on that. I loved it. Thank you. It's gonna be really um, hard for me to not want to call you Morgan. <laughs> that's that's quite that's quite all right. I, I I tell people I have so many names that I'll answer to anything. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's just who I am, or one of the many people that I am. <laughs> It's fun being multiple people because then if, you know, somebody gets mad at you, you can say, well, that wasn't me. Exactly. That was Nicole. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I can just complete, what? No, I don't know who you're talking about because I would never do something like that. God damn, Betty, I hate it when she does that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, of course, funny. I'm running out of I names now, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... You can find me on Facebook. It's Nicole Neal. Um, you just accepted my friend's request earlier today, I believe. So <laughs> I was not even aware that it was you, which I yep, could say that me. I did. I had yep, no clue. The, None. The profile you know, there's picture still people I'm learning that I knew on Facebook or on MySpace, and I've been friends with them for years on Facebook and just learn who they are. It's like what you what what? Uh huh. Who? Right. <laughs> oh, I know. We all had different names on there. Yes, we did. <laughs> Some mm-hmm. of us had more than one. <laughs> mhm. 
Yep. All right, Nicole. All right. I'm so, well, so happy you that you're me. here, and I get to show you with the world, and you're back and, and reading, and I really hope that you find some joy in sharing your work just as much as we find joy in hearing it and come back more often. I will. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Bye. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye, hon. All right. Now I'm very excited to be able to, oh, come on, let's not have problems with the board in the last couple of minutes. That's just not cool. All right. Hang on one second. I'm going to have to poke it with a stick. The buttons aren't working. La, 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 this is my hold music, and it is really bad, and I don't care. We're going to try to take this call. And Raymond, my love. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? <laughs> all right, all right. Good to hear your voice. Wonderful show tonight. Thank you. It has been a really fun show tonight. I'm yes, glad that indeed. you pushed the button. Indeed, indeed. I'm glad to be here. I got a couple pieces I like to start off with. One of them is kind of short. I call it the author's corner. It's in my new book that I just finished. And um, um, just a piece I put in there. It's a short piece. Um, The English language is like an exquisite and pleasantly constant occurrence of fresh running water, running on the plains with dialectic falls that flow along the roughs to the apex of language's art. As a capital force, it's accustomed to names with old textual remedies and gifts. English is a fine way of almost any expression and such a studious display of things beyond compare. Soul scholars, soul gaze, and pollinate therewith this new nature's leisure, thoroughly enjoyed and happily expressed. Its clarity, its eccentric, its clarity, its eccentricity in meaning, in the name and spirit of American English. That's my office corner. Uh, I'm going to put that in my new book called The Love Supreme. It's called The Love Supreme. I'm looking forward to that. It's about 70,000 words. So Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Yes, and it's all done. <laughs> I'm going to proofread it one more time and send it off to the presses. So that will be coming up soon. I am excited about that. That's, keep us posted on how that's going. Or, we'll you know, if nothing else, at least, because you're here all the time. You know, a lot of people don't. There's a lot of people who call in and just listen, you know, just listen to the show or listen to the archives of the show, you know. But I see you down there all the time. All the time you're listening. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't always come on and read, but I see you. Just know that I see you. <laughs> I appreciate great. you. No problem. I appreciate you. I love the show. I love the guests. The poets are very fine. Quite a few tonight that I really enjoyed. You know. Uh, the next one I'm going to do, 
I'm just finishing it up. I don't like to do a lot of reading, but I'll read it. It's called Raspberries in the Rain. Oh my God! Wait, that's just like the best. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. That's just like the best title ever. That's almost like Purple Rain, but it, I think it's even better than Purple Rain. Uh, Prince, great. sorry, dude, but or formerly Person <laughs> Prince, but that's a better title. I love that title. Okay, go ahead. Got raspberries me. in the rain, and like the raspberries in the rain, refresh to be incidentally maverick. See the wind. The subtle disparities therewith and therein. In between the visions thereat, we see the wind. Where it's hollering, it's pollinating and whip slashes on trees. The roaring of seas, fresh lakes and filtered springs. They dance with experience. The mere existence of earth's breath obliges it. Within a waltz of a breeze. Suddenness is that rewind in the kindly copacetics of existence. A stealthiness of in-betweens occupies the shores of vanity by design. All is thus as gratitude stares at nothing lingering for somewhere abreast our perspective carnality. That nothing somewhere is something again. Losing ourselves in the morning sun with fresh breath taking the day before. Where are we and where we want to be? Fortified with the advantages of light before the wind comes by. Listing the seas as breath, as beneath the crest, with the very well-behaved open for suggestions. Change is the heart's desire in the momentous moments, concurrently repeating to you that you don't look like you are alone. On the wings of the wind, there's a way therein. The without of the withins are on hand and seen on the wind. The air, the anchors, embrace notions foreseen time and again in image and by origin. Comprehension is witness. Beforehand, the shadows of relativity in the nanosecond, MC3, when liberties are evident, when the currents mingle in secret, monitor the essentials of essences on the cusp of elegance as the rest provide the raspberries in the rain. The now is in the order of time's purpose. And to be, never not to be, alive, moving, and having natural being. Dominion harvesting from in between, leaving an exceptional gleam at the threshing of perceptions perceived, grasping gently in the wind. Coherence, cohered the courses and coerced them through the rain and snow. They dance in times when creation really moans, and matters most. They now dangle in marination and manifold and manifestations on the in-between measurements of widthwise to the other side and through the fire and water. At the shones of the air we breathe, a four corrupt oxygen conducts electricity in conjunction with fear. 
and make believers see, acoustically drudging at the shores of before. The allure tendencies of man's eyes are towards the airworthy, kindly exposing the wind chasing raspberries in the sun. That's my piece. Wow, that was flipping epic. That may be one of my favorite things of yours. Raspberries in the sun. Yes, I like it. I do too. I hope you guys liked it too. Absolutely. And I have a, I have like, you know, there's, everybody has an element that speaks to them. You know, whether there's significance to that in the the whole, you know, concept of the world and existence thing, I don't know. But everybody has, like some people just worship the sun, man. They just want to be out in the sun all the time. And then there's snow bunnies who just, you know, people who just thrive for the snow, you know, or... You know, the people who love dancing in the rain, like my son. My son just loses his mind over there. Mine's the wind. There's something absolutely spiritual to me about the feel of wind on my skin, yeah. feeling it move. And just, I mean, it absolutely can can transform me yeah. into something else, somewhere else. I close my eyes and it just takes me away. And so when you were reading that piece... First of all, I love raspberries. Then you bring the wind into it, and you know, it was it was phenomenal to to you know the whole as, as you were reading it, the whole thing it was almost like the wind carrying you through. Ah, great. great. You know, sometimes it blustered, and sometimes it it lulled, and sometimes it was just a breeze, and sometimes it was a gale as you read right. through that whole thing, but it really was, you could really feel that ebbing, you know, of, I don't know, it was just epic. Great, great, great job. I just can't even tell you. I'm so yeah. happy you read that. It brought me joy. Yes, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, well, it's getting late, so uh, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, this is Raymond Bentley. You can reach me on Facebook at Raymond Bentley. And, uh, Hopefully I can see you guys uh, next week. That would be awesome. And once again, I want to thank you for for uh, being here, for taking the time, for always calling in, and you're just amazing. Uh, thank you. Great show, <laughs> you're welcome, hon. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. All right, everybody. I am going to run through real quick again our writing prompts for the week because we aren't doing a writing exercise or anything, and we're working on um, five seven three. I'm having issues with the lines. If you can tell five seven three, if you're wanting to come on the air, press one. There we go. Okay, now you don't have to listen to me do the prompt yet. <laughs> All right, five seven three, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Of course, I'm here. Of course, silly me. Hi, you. I'm like, shit, it's Thursday. Fuck. I'm, I hope I'm not too late. I've been really, really busy, and, and just, like, I have not been on air to a poem in, like, two weeks. I've been so just getting moved in and doing everything. How are things going, Stin, <sighs> with the move and everything? We're moved in, and, and uh, everybody's happy. I just got my son at uh, his own space. Um no, I was trying to get camp work and buy a camp work on a really good deal on uh, RV. It's not going to be driven, but it's going to be, like, redone on the inside and have his own bachelor pad and, you know, 16 goes on job. And he's 
good in school. So he deserves a space. Everybody deserves their own space. This is true. That's over. very cool. We're starting over. And uh, these, are, these, are, these are moving, you know. It's getting everybody stressed out. <laughs> well, why don't you blow some steam for me by reading a poem? Yes, please. <clears throat> Do a performance piece. And you've heard this before, but it's been a while. It's called Upon Winners and Work. In the altitudes, just beneath the stars, fractured, not whole, but hard of breathing. Atop frozen peaks and winter's cruelest hours, the storm approaching, see time for boating. White as grayscale in this deafening atmosphere, chilled to the bone as hearth light fading, broken moments in a place of historic melodies, tortured by unrelenting waves of remembering. Isolated and losing buoyancy and scotch rock invasions. I can't quell the swell. My eyes are preaching. No flashbulb moments or joyous rendezvous. Little comfort is found in such prolific atrophy. Cataplast is cabin of chaotic epitaphs, teeming. Spilling kaleidoscope derisions, broken loves bleeding. How can you take this once secluded haven with malice? Grills of unadulterated thirst, intoxicated misogyny. Was it not enough to harness the untamed gate loving me? That which you straddled rather mercilessly. Stepping out in the spring's dew, screaming and racing away from flesh to embrace your deceit passionately. Even this quiet sanctuary has eyes to see through deception. This This place was mine, long before you. Now, I can drive felonious incursions like stealth fighter high. You thought your invasion would escape me? Second, by the vision through clipped curtain, bobby glass, those grimy hands of his. Your heinous acts so bully. Like silent feather of the dust long gone, stars flicker. Not a clue. What's concluded? That's my hunt is dark. Now, the silver reflected the focus of my eyes diagonally. He gasped sickly as his throat I swiftly slit. Your perversion so enthralled and left you quite unaware. Till that crimson, warm, and wet fell upon your buttocks. Your reaction? He was hesitant until he went and became grounded. No one expression can follow by a scream. I ran short perfectly. I'll never forget that look upon your face. One of feared regret. Too late for shoes the fox. She's lost her chase. This is a wonderful thing about seclusion. There's just so damn much of it. Plenty of room for you and him to lie and lie. I'm Mark. It's been months you're gone. With him, the locals would say, and truth, I find solace for last. The love I had was real. Broken, I find myself now in winter's death. Blizzard at my door. These four chambers ache tragically as crimson comes to morn. End peace.
You know, the very first time I went to perform spoken word, the night before I was supposed to go on stage, I read my piece to a friend. They wanted to know what I was going to read the next day, and I read it to them, and they just kind of looked at me, and I knew it was bad. And they asked me, they said, did you write that, or did you read that with the same emotion that you wrote it? And it really got me to think, and that really shaped the way I became a spoken word poet. And if I were going to use an example of that, it absolutely amazes me. One of the things that that you do that has always left me in awe is when I hear you read a poem, there's no doubt in my mind that as soon as you start reading, you're reading exactly what you heard in your head when you wrote it. You bring that absolute raw emotion to it, the pauses, the inflection, the the just the intensity, sometimes humor, sarcasm, all the things that you can fit into a breath, all those things that you can just pack like a power punch in your reads is just amazing to me. Thank you. Thank you, love. Yeah, you know, uh, I was said performing the thing you wrote raw and relentless. Raw and relentless. Gotta be fully cut stuff. Ready to rock. And it's taking some time. I've got, I'm like a fine wine, you know, I get better with age. I'm kind of on this whole new plateau of delivery that's uh, bringing me to a a new life. So it's it's fun. Uh, Can I read you one more? Do we have time for one more? And I kind of end the night. Mm hmm. I'm going to read this video. Uh, I've read this in a while. You've heard this one too. But let me try a different stuff. And so it is. This little point to the trivial redundancy dribble sputtered inside, rotating in the rock shape. let's not going to be slippery now. <laughs> it may not be raining, but damn, it's wet out. I can't find shelter in open wounds of wrong. No bandage can hinder the flood of my errant ways. Siren should heed warning to the storm unleashed. Eccentric overskills, debutant upskirt. These distances are poised, no arms can fathom the trace. You whisper needs that breaks and chasms deeply unrelenting. And all these failures with harsh overtures. The flame is abundant on shores. Far and wide. My time was doing places absent of life. Out in the further, there's just vibrations of what's past. I feel on essence of the past we tap, drunken, short breath, missing my own die. But your lighthouse is dark, mystic, running that mojo in ways. Me is a festering cancer to devour all souls. I'm not floating in the quicksand we're facing. Extinguishing my resilience under cracks and bolts. This afterbirth, growing hate so cold, wants to hurt passion. She's left to warmth, baiting. It's cracked on a carousel, a lift horse dreams are chasing. Distorted sounds, looks in stone merriment, can't recoil fake. 
I'm beyond just the suffering of this misery and pain. I want to die. Moments of cast bows, my cutscenes. Time was virtue. But recently, it's second urge stain. Cut it in chain, eyes wide shut to this matinee. Now, reason may one day boil over this kettle scorched black. One hopes to see the heat sanitize. Turn off track. I know. I'm losing chance of preoccupying what's to be. The shadows are enveloping the sky. Thunderverse over you and I. So it is. It's meant to be. And be. Phenomenal. Powerful, phenomenal, amazing. I have never delivered it that way. What's that? You like it? I have never delivered it that way. There's definitely intensity going on. Yeah, usually though I would jam it down your throat. I'm gonna feed it to you. I'm, I'm, you just created a visual for me. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to escape, escape sin. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be okay after this now. <laughs> I, will, I will be fine. Love you dearly, my friend. I'm glad that things are getting a little bit settled for you. I know it's not easy. I know you're just doing everything you can do every day and I'm right there with you and love you and appreciate you and um, yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you, Nyla. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. I appreciate myself more. All right, so I let you close your night out. Thank you very much for taking me. Mm-hmm. No problem. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Uh, Sinister Spittle, S-P-I-T-A-L, Google that shit. I'm in places I don't even want to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Great job tonight. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Sin. <laughs> Good night. All right, everybody. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Appreciate you all being here tonight. I'm going to run through your prompts Again, for the week, remember that these prompts are meant to grow into poems. With that said, they can be the title of, a line in, or the concept of your poem. And all of them surround nostalgia, family nostalgia this week. All right, there's 15 of them. One, stories my grandpa told. Two, gingham tablecloth. Three, the homestead. Four, secrets the barn keeps. Five, Old photographs with no, with no names. Six, screen door slamming. Seven, down at Mill Creek. Eight, around the dinner table. Nine, when I was a kid. Ten, this old hunting knife. Eleven, things they kept hidden. Twelve, the apple tree. Thirteen, like my grandma taught me. Fourteen, the generations I see in my face. And fifteen, what our children will never know. Now, you can write to these in the vein that I spoke of. They all have a theme this week, and that is uh, family, nostalgia, our ancestors, our roots, that type of thing. 
But remember our pick apart a prompt writing exercise where you take each of these prompts, starting with the first one, and instead of writing a poem to it, you sit down and you write at least six different poems you could write to it. So while all of these are very image-provoking, all of them do have a theme, all of them do center around nostalgia, family, ancestors, that type of thing, what can you do with them if you sit and pick them apart? How far can you pull them away from this theme? Like stories my grandpa told. Where can you actually take that? Think about that as you do your homework this week. All right. I'm going to close the show tonight with a piece by... Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, no. Emily V. <laughs> a piece by Emily, Emily V. It's called Vultures. Thank you, everyone, for being here tonight. Appreciate you. We will see you next week, and here you go. Vultures. Feed on the flesh of the dead, weak, and injured. Or maybe they just think their prey are dumb. They do not realize we know their game. One is eyeing me right now, sizing me up, wondering what I had for dinner and would I satisfy his sweet tooth or would I just qualify as an after-dinner mint. I'll take it. Mints crack, bring freshness, and murder the bile-filled beak. Desserts are savored, consumed slowly with precision, not for my comfort, but the sweet lust of the predator. They act like cats, teasing me, ignoring me, placing their drinks on my table, forcing interaction with their booze-filled essence. Instead, I look past them at the hotel art on the wall, playing the game, so I get out of here alive. <laughs>